All right, guys, what's up? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the South Side. Yeah, guys, I'm doing a uh, traveling show, even though I'm like 30 minutes away from where I'm usually at. Uh, I'm on the South Side, and I'm actually doing a special episode with um, my girlfriend and uh, her cousin Sam. So, um, yeah, go ahead and say hi for us, Sam. Hi. Hey, guys, what's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. So how are you doing during this quarantine? Oh, man. Um, it's just been kind of... Uh, I'm getting a really stir-crazy, I guess. Uh, trying to keep busy and socially distancing with my parents when I get a chance. Like, when it's a really nice day outside, like it was today, it was awesome. So we just kind of sit in the yard and uh, pretty much just hang out, I guess. I mean... That sounds legit. What... You know, what else What else can you do? You can't go anywhere. I did go to the grocery store today, though, so that was pretty exciting. How was I that? Guess, it was exciting? I guess, yeah, I guess times are changing when you go to the grocery store and it's exciting, right? Where'd you go, actually? Um, Fiesta uh, on Wayside. Oh. It was, Fiesta, Fiesta. Yeah, <laughs> they, have, they had everything. They had eggs and toilet paper and water. So what? Did they have hand sanitizer? I no, I did not look for that. I'm having actually. a hard time finding that. Um, told me oh, I you know what? Some. When I checked out, there was some at the cash register. Mm. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I haven't really looked recently. I, I'm trying to buy yeah. in bulk so I don't have to go to the grocery store, but like every two or three weeks. And mm-hmm. three weeks ago, I I didn't find I didn't even find alcohol. Like really? just regular rubber rubber rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you could use that. Nighty proof. <laughs> you use Everclear. Yeah, yeah, you could. That too. Yeah. So, um, so how do you feel now that everything's kind of slowly coming back to normal now? Um, I'm kind of skeptical, I guess. Um, I I was talking to one of my old coworkers today, and she said she wishes and other states would kind of slowly reopen before we did, just to kind of you know, let's sacrifice everybody else to see if Texas should re- reopen or not. And, um, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a great idea. Not, not literally, I don't want to sacrifice people, <laughs> but, um, I don't want them to get sick and die, but you kind of just want to test the water, like have someone test the water yeah. to see, Hey, is this going to be okay for us to kind of slowly get back to normal? Is this a good idea? You know, it's just kind of, uh, we're just, the yeah. guessing game, I guess, at I this get, point. I get that. That makes sense. I guess, actually, today would be a really good test to see how everything went. He was just telling me the the Walmart on Wayside was, like, crazy packed. And I was like, yeah. I mean, what's the difference? Like, why is it so packed? People couldn't go yesterday or the day before? That made no sense to me. But I guess it's just the thought of extra things being open today and everyone's just in the excitement of that. I don't know. I mean... Or, I've, I've seen yeah. some pretty weird places packed. Like, I mean, things that aren't usually packed, even, I guess, would you say on a normal day a couple months ago? I thought that was ridiculous. Um, I was like, wow. Maybe it's kind of like the false sense of security. Like, oh, the city's opening up. Now we can act a fool and start, you know. Yeah, and also um, probably people feeling more comfortable also. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like. I'm, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I'm just waiting to see how it's going to pan out for other people. I'm going to wait probably a couple more weeks and see what happens. Um, because I would hate for them. 
I would hate for there to be like a second wave of it. And I feel like since we've all been quarantined and away from people, our immune systems are probably not as strong as they could have been or, mm-hmm. or they could be. Well, so, that's why, because a lot of people were saying that it really wasn't that good for us to stay home, even though it's kind of like, hey, guys, uh, there's this pandemic that's going on and we need you to stay home. Um, they were a lot of people were saying that it was good for people to at least like go outside and like take in some fresh air, you know, do some exercise and stuff like that, because they uh, a lot of people were actually just staying inside and not coming out whatsoever. Um, right. I know. I, I think I did that for about a week. Yeah, um, I actually could. I mean, I stayed inside, but the majority of the time I was really working. So I didn't even get to have like a like a spring break. Because, you know, I work for the school district and all that. Yeah. Um, As soon as, uh, like, spring break hit, I only had, like, a couple days to myself. Because I was supposed to go out of town. And um, I had to cancel it. I was was really just going to go and just say, screw it. Uh, I'm going to Austin. I'm going to San Antonio. But um, as soon as things started closing, I was like, yeah, I I have to cancel. So Yeah. Because then it would just be a waste of trip. You'd just be driving around cities not able to do anything and it's also scary you don't know what's going on yeah exactly um, Steph I saw that you were trying to post a video of a doctor on Facebook yeah um so 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 one of my friends posted that video and I want I got to watch a lot of it and that's pretty much kind of yeah it's that's what's pretty much kind of like kind of pushed me to want to go outside you know to like kind of open things up again yeah and to be honest Looking at it, too, um, I guess the way he really put it into perspective, not so much. He did talk about California because he's in Bakersfield. He's a doctor in Bakersfield. But I guess the way he put it into perspective also and more so the fact that California was kind of, I guess, more underwater than Texas was and how he was sounding. I guess he was being real at the same time as as optimistic in the fact that he was comfortable with saying, you know, if you guys don't go outside, you know, that could be worse later on down the road, which makes sense um, because, yeah. you know, just as simple as you can boost your immune system, you can also weaken your immune system. And people don't really understand that, like fear, you know, of this virus that can definitely weaken your immune system. Just those general emotions of being afraid and being stressed yeah. and worried and things like that. And also, I mean, being cooped up in your house, I mean, 24-7, and what's what's a trip to the grocery store when you still have to be even more as cautious, you know, yeah. and it's even more nerve-wracking to even step foot outside to even get necessities. Um, it did. It opened my eyes, too. I was like, okay, I wasn't really thinking about it, of it in that kind of perspective, but it really made sense, you know, because I guess yeah, I was going to work for, for sure. a while after this had all started, and because I was contract, I'm a contractor. Well, was I got some news about that too? But anyways, um, we had to continue to go to our work location while the permanent workers were, I guess, at home for about three weeks, almost a whole month before we even got oh, wow. to go home. So we were still having to go, which we totally thought was unfair. But you know, when you need a job, but you know, you can't really suggest much. Um, but yeah. I, I totally agree. And then the video got removed. And a lot of yeah, my so, a lot of my friends on Facebook were like, What like what happened? So like, that makes you it just makes you want to listen to it even more, you know, because 
it's so yeah. censoring this. And, Which I'm glad I saw it, it before it got removed. For um, sure. And, and one thing that stood out to me with what he was saying was like, you know, you're holed up in your house and you're washing your hands constantly and you're spraying everything down constantly, you know, like as babies. They build their immunities by walking in germs and sticking their hands in their mouth and getting used to these germs, you know. So with us killing germs constantly, we don't have anything to really fight, Yeah, you know, to, to strengthen our immune system. And I was like, man, he's right. Because randomly, I mean, no one has been in my house but me. I would just go around spraying doorknobs and anything that I've touched with Lysol. And it's just been me in my house. So it's just. Yeah, like so it's kind of exactly like you're, you're literally killing your normal flora, which is your own natural bacteria, the good kind of bacteria. Um, and that's, you know, there's a such thing as washing your hands too much. You know, there yeah. is. And like you're saying, you, you got to the point, which I did also, like I have a, a spray bottle behind me that's full of bleach and water. And it's like, yeah. I was doing the exact same thing. I was like cleaning like everything even like my blinds the little knobs that you pull to open your blinds yes, or like twist yeah I was like oh shit <laughs> like I need to get in here and you know and I guess I mean yeah but I I kind of snapped out of it and that was kind of like my I want to say second or third week of being home actually being I guess quarantining myself and working from home I was like I'm wiping down stuff that I've never wiped on before you know what I mean and so yeah. I kind of took a step back and I was like Okay, like, what I really, what you know, what really got to me was the thought that, you know, if it's as serious as the media is making it sound or seem, then I feel like we, or someone that we know, I guess immediately, whether it be a friend or a family, I mean, how many people do you know that know someone that is sick? Like, right off the top of your head. I actually know one person who got it. And I know, and I know one person as well. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like if it was as serious as it was, then I feel like we would know. I mean, maybe like a couple more. Like it would. It would right. I don't know. To me, it just seems like one person out of how many people do you know are you associated with? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I and mean, and I just want to say, don't, no disrespect to the people who have lost someone due to this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's yeah, people there's losing, no there's people that. that are going to still continue to get it and they're going to have yeah. to be put on ventilators and be put in the hospital. Definitely. Yeah. So whoever's listening, no disrespect to, if you know someone who's passed from it or know someone who's in the hospital, we don't, we're not trying to be insensitive, but we're just trying to question everything pretty much. I mean, that's kind of the conspiracy that's going on. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're like into conspiracies. I don't think I've asked you. But. Oh, I, I love, I think there, you know, a lot of them, I just, you know, until it's completely proven false, I'm totally into all of them. I mean, that's what kind of, I've been talking with a couple of my guests um, and my friend too. Um, Cause we were talking about conspiracies like for a couple episodes ago, um, we were at uh, a bar and um, he was talking about wanting to go to Japan. And he was telling me, dude, uh, tickets to Japan are super, super, super cheap. And I was like, really? How much are they usually? He's like five, six hundred. And I was like, how much are they now? Like two something. And it's round trip. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And this was in December. And then like he kind of like had a hunch and he was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to go because they were going to go to New York too, him and his girlfriend. But 
they kind of like, no, I think it's just a good idea not to go. There's like a hunch about it. And then ultimately, this, all this stuff started happening, and New York became the quote unquote like uh, hotspot, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, ground zero, supposedly, you know. And um, yeah, it's kind of like it's weird how, like, I don't know, like Steph was saying that it's people, definitely serious in New York, though. Because, well, you know, for sure. Yeah. The Especially because they're so close. Yeah. But I think, um, not just to throw this in there, but the company I used to work for, uh, they they are a solar company. Um, and so uh, we have solar systems in New York, California, Arizona, pretty much all the major states, Guam, Puerto Rico, whatever. And so uh, for every other state that we service, Every other state except for New York was declared essential. Like we had to stop all work in New York. So all of our customers in New York had no service. They couldn't have their systems worked on. I thought that was pretty crazy. I I honestly thought that. I was like, wow, like we can't even step foot in New York as a company. I mean, and you think about it too. uh, New York is what millions and millions and millions of people on one small island. So... And, like, from what I hear, New York is very dirty. I mean, they've got constantly trash on the streets. There's rats. There's homeless people. It smells like piss everywhere. So, essentially, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of like, yeah, this is what you're kind of coming to, you know, because obviously they're not clean. And, I mean, Texas and Houston, we're not obviously that clean either. But, I mean, we we kind of know our things. And we're not, like stacked on top of each other like yeah. everyone's just i mean all over I don't each even other want to think about their sewage system it's bad yeah i, I mean i've never it. been but i mean honestly the, I mean, since you mentioned ass. that they really are like just piled on top of each other yeah it's really bad but um yeah i i've been listening to all these conspiracy theories about it and it's like it's it's crazy because it's like it could be real but like i was saying um uh, i was trying to say like Steph was like cleaning things because you know, because um, she felt like she had to, and I think that's kind of what the media wanted us to do. I think they kind of yeah. like brainwashed these people. Which hygiene to, like, is good. We're not saying hygiene cleaning isn't good. It's the overcleaning. Right. The overcleaning. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it, you can clean your, you know, your this and that, but um, you're bleaching your, I mean, tables and doormats and stuff like that the door i mean it's kind of unnecessary and i think it's just like this media like frenzy hysteria getting people scared because like my friend ashley who i talked to the other day she was talking about that too she said the same exact thing she didn't want to go out because she felt like she, uh, people weren't ready or she wasn't ready and she, she was kind of scared for like a second wave but um, yeah i didn't want to tell her it was like you know it's, it's, i mean who am i to tell you to quit being a baby and just go out there. But I mean, like I said, to each their own. I mean, if people want to stay home, that's cool. Like I said, do what you got to do. Like my mom's been saying, you are the only person that uh, you take of yourself. You're a hold of your own health. So, I mean, if you feel uncomfortable going out, Hey dude, just stay in for another week or two, you know, but I noticed a lot of people have been like downing people for going out. Like, um, Oh yeah, like shaming them. Like yeah. you're gonna go out. Like you're stupid. And if anything, yeah, it's kind of like that's if me. anything, it goes back to the fact that okay, like if you're if you don't want to go out, don't go out. But don't shame them because it's like 
if anything, like not to be rude or anything, but use them as an example. Like if it's safe for them to go out, maybe it's safe for you to go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I read somewhere someone was saying, I'm going to wait to go out until, um, you know, like government official buildings are opening up. Once they open up and they're going to work and everything, then I'll probably feel more comfortable. And I was thinking hey, that's kind of that's kind of a good, you know, measure on whether I should leave the house or not, you know. Um, somewhat, yeah. It, yeah, somewhat. I mean, if they're going to, if they're going to risk, quote unquote, risk their lives to mm-hmm. open up and they feel comfortable, then maybe, you know, maybe they know something more than I, than I do. And I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like a good way to measure it when to leave yeah. the house or not. But I mean, I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still going to see my parents. I haven't seen any friends, though. I'm not going to do that for a while. I haven't even seen my boyfriend in, like, a month. Oh, wow. And some change. Yeah. yeah like, because he, he's traveling a lot, too, for mm-hmm. work. They still have him traveling. So he's... That's pretty scary to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's still traveling, and he's still going into the office because he's essential. Yeah. So I, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of scared to see you because he's... Because you're still going all yeah. over the place, and and he's re- he's really understanding. It's just been hard because I, you know, I miss hanging out with him. Definitely, and I miss hanging out with like all of my friends. I mean, yeah, all, that was all, a like, part I of your that was a part of your normal life, and everything yeah. was taken. I mean, basically, when you think about it, it was all just taken away overnight. You know, like you yeah. just was like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere. Of course. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, I saw somebody say that they didn't want to go back anywhere until there was a vaccine for it. And I was like, the normal time frame for uh, a vaccine is like a year and a half. I know they're they're supposedly working on one pretty quickly. Right. Right now. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be a really long time before a vaccine. And then, you know, there is more conspiracies with that. Like, what is going to be in that vaccine? Is that something that we should be putting in our bodies? You know, so... especially since i mean with it happening this quick it's kind of like they're pulling it out of their ass and just like okay there's a vaccine for it everyone take it which is of course everyone's so fearful at this point i I feel like people are just gonna flock to it almost for sure and then again we get into more conspiracy theories where you know, who's backing this vaccine? And we look to it and it's like Bill Gates is giving money and he's been adamant about depopulization. Like there's YouTube videos oh, wow. of him talking about vaccines and how we need to lower the population and mm. how those two correlate together. Yeah. So if you want to dive, we can dive. I didn't <laughs> so know any of this. I love conspiracy yes. theories. I love when people bring up stuff that I've never heard before. It's just like, I want to know more. Yeah. But- I yeah, mean, you know, I'm definitely going to look into that. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, write that down. And and he's always he's always talking about depopulization and lowering the lowering the global population and everything. And he's like he's the tech guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like kind of crazy for him to want to put yeah his toe in the vaccine and the science and the medical water. And he has the money to do it. That's even more scary. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, I looked that up. That's a really good um, conspiracy theory to kind of look into. Yeah, I've I've seen that one a couple of times. I've seen one that said that it was a man-made virus. I've seen one that's been it's it's weird. Like listening to the thing, these like conspiracy theories, and it almost sound like they're true. I mean, if I right. know, you know, like you just said, it until it's like proven, like 
false. I mean, there's like that, you know, is this true? Is it not? I mean, you never know, really. But um, yeah. yeah, dude, it's weird. Like the last thing we actually did together, um, a friend, of, well, some friends of mine who have a booking show, they book shows and stuff like that. They invited us to um, this show they put together with these bands and stuff like that. And um, I think that's the last thing we went to. And uh, yeah. um, then after that, like like a two or three weeks later, that's when like everyone was kind of like, okay, time to hunker down and stay inside forever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it felt like honestly it was overnight that to me. Yeah. Um, I was actually let go from my job way before this pandemic happened. And it was just, it was so sad because my last day was supposed to be March 31st mm-hmm. with my company. And they let me go a week early because the stay home work safe order was implemented. And being a receptionist, obviously, like, there's yeah. no reason for me to work from home because my job is, you know, to greet visitors and all that good stuff. And so they just like, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and let you go today. And like half of the people weren't even in the office. Um, what? Because, yeah, because they were, like, alternating. Some people come in. Some people stay home, like, every other day. Okay. So, like, half the people weren't even in the office. And, you know, when I said goodbye to the chairman, we couldn't even hug, shake hands, nothing. Like, she was, like, six feet away from me. And I was like, oh, you know, it's been real. Thanks. You know, like. That's weird. That's That's not weird, but it's awkward. Yeah, it was really awkward and it was sad because these people, I had been with these people for three years and I didn't even get to say like goodbye, goodbye because everyone was so great. Like I loved working, like I didn't have any issues at all with any of the people that I worked with. So it was, it was really, yeah, that makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, I couldn't say, couldn't shake hands, couldn't do anything. And so then I just left like in the middle of the week. And that was it. And that was the end of that. And I was like, damn, like, for real, it was just like everything had just been flipped overnight. Did she really tell like, you it's been real? No, no, no. That was me. <laughs> I would have I I been kind of weird. I'm like, yes, it's been Sam, real. And it's like, she really said that. Damn, dude. Like, I, she, I Sam really said that. Yuli, I, I, you know, no, no, no. I um, was talking to a coworker before I was talking to her. And then I heard her talking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was an awesome, awesome lady. And I heard her voice and I was like, oh no, I'm going to cry. Oh. And, and so she came over, she was like, all right, Sam, well, just email me if you need anything, anything at all. Da, da, da. And I was just smiling and nodding because okay. if I opened my mouth, I would, yeah, exactly. I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss you. Because yep, if I would have opened my mouth and said thank you yeah. or anything, I would have just lost it. And then it would have been really awkward because she couldn't console me. She would just have yeah. to stare at me while I cried. So it's like, you can't cry. No. <laughs> that sucks, dude. So legit, I was so sad. She was really awesome. And she was like the head of the company. So to see like a lady being the head of the company yeah. and you're a female. So that's like saying I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. So um, while we're talking about March, let's take. Let's take some time. Let's go way back. So I haven't seen you in like, what, a year? Maybe longer? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been a really long time. So what have you been doing up until the point we had to self-quarantine and everything? So like, what have you been doing? I mean, are you still like with the roller derby team and all that? 
I, no, I retired. Um, let's see. Uh, my first and last game was last March. Um, I got knocked around. I didn't hit my head or anything, but I fell so hard. I got a concussion, a mm. non-contact oh. concussion. So, yeah, so I retired. We won that game by one point. So I went down, retired as undefeated, and I was okay with that. Nice, um, nice. I yeah, I figured if you know if I broke an ankle, broke a wrist, I can always come back and continue playing. But mm-hmm. like well, the concussion head injuries, no, yeah. no. Nah, nah, like I still to this day, I still have issues with like really bright lights. Um, I'm still sensitive to bright lights, so mm. I don't mess with it. Um, but I still skate. I'm still roller skating, street skating, um, dance skating, going to rinks when everything was open. My boyfriend and I would go to the roller rink and skate. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I freaking love skating and I spent a lot of like, it's just one of those hobbies that I just put a lot of money into and I'm not just going to give it up that easily. Like I don't, yeah, I won't do roller derby ever again. And if I do, I'll probably go to a different league because full disclosure, they weren't the league that I was with. wasn't the friendliest. I think I made a couple of friends, but like anybody else I tried to talk to, they were just like kind of cold shoulder with me. Mm. And you can, you can read online too. Like, Oh my gosh, roller derby was the best thing I've ever done. I made a thousand friends. Like, no, it's for me. I was definitely the exception because they were not friendly with me. It probably, yeah, so, it probably depends on the chicks. Cause you know, some are like, that's kind of like what the fuck stuff and all that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, yeah, if I were to get back into, it, I definitely would go to a different league. So, um, what made you want to like start skating? Cause has, have you been skating for a long time? Cause I, I didn't know you skated until like recently. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know Sam skated. Yeah. Um, I think I've been skating for about three years now. Um, I have a friend who had wrote, well, let me take it back a little more. Let's see. I, Back in the day, I used to rollerblade when I was like 11 or something, and that was fun, and then I just never did anything with it. And I've always kind of liked roller skating. I thought it was real retro and cute. And even in like, I looked at my my memories on Facebook, like from 2009, where it said, oh, I want a pair of roller skates, and I saved it. And I go, oh, look at me, like I'm roller skating now, like a lot. That's so cute. But um, a couple years ago, one of my friends had these really, really cute roller skates, she was like, hey, you should skate with me. And I have like a pair from the, from the Academy. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not good roller skates. Guys, just, just, uh, spend the money and get a good, nice pair of roller skates. Cause these were not worth. How much, the 50 how bucks. much does a good pair cost? I would say a good pair that's not Impala roller skates. Cause Impala are not, they're not good roller skates. And those are about a hundred dollars. So I think a good, a good nice pair would be about $150, $160. You can get a really nice pair of skates that will last you their quality. Um, but again, I definitely turn my head up. And Impala, there's just too much drama behind the quality and the customer service. We don't, mm. we don't mess with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she had a pair of really cute skates and she was like, you should come skating with me. And then I just bit the bullet and bought like a almost $300 pair of roller skates because I thought they were super cute. And uh, then I start, then we free skated a couple of times. And then I figured if I got into roller derby, I would become a better skater. But that was not the case. No. So <laughs> um, I was more. Go ahead. Sorry. Huh? Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think playing roller der- derby, I was more fearful. And and in street skating, it wasn't as scary because you just have to worry about, like, oh, if I'm going to fall, I need to fall safely. And that's it. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about getting hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where did you get your skates? Cause I really, really, really like your skates. I was like, those are so fucking cool. So I have a pair of teal skates. Um, they're high top with a little heel. I got those from Moxie roller skates. Um, and you can get, you can order a pair from the website, this other website called planet roller skate, or you can get them from pretty much any skate shop. There's a skate shop that I love that's in Austin called Medusa Roller Skates. I'm not sponsored by them, obviously, but they their customer service is great. Like, they're super knowledgeable. They know what they're doing, and they're really friendly. And whenever I order from them, I always get candy, stickers, and all kinds of stuff. That's cute. They put in them. It's super nice. Yeah. yeah, it's like really good customer service. So um, I got Moxie Roller Skates, and then I got some derby skates from a, some store that closed in Houston and then my van skates were custom made. I had them custom made through Medusa rollers, Medusa skates in Austin. Oh, so they do so, customs also. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So I just, I shipped them a pair of vans that fit me that I made custom on vans website. And they just, you know, I purchased the plate and the wheel. Well, yeah. I purchased the plate and the wheels. They put it together. They sent it back to me. It was quick. They did it in like a week. Maybe oh. less, I think. Yeah. No, this they're awesome. They're really, really good people. That's pretty cool. So you've just ordered online for them. You haven't like gone to Austin and like check out the store or anything like that? I no, I, I have. Every time I'm in Austin, I'm I hopefully they're open the days that I'm in Austin, but I always make it make it a point to stop in, get anything I need from them, socks, um, gear. I don't stickers, whatever. They also have a cat. I think his name was Dexter, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. They have a shop cat and he just like sits in the shop. Does he, have around. he doesn't, but if you try, <laughs> if you try all that, that's just melting my heart. He needs a little pair of skates. Yeah. Um, if you try on a pair of skates, if you leave the box open, he just climbs right into the box. <gasps> so he's box. really He's really stinking cute, and he's a chonk, too, and I love him. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, speaking of cats, uh, how's Humphrey doing? Yeah. Guys, he is asleep on my lap right now. He... Does he want to say anything? um, Does he want to... No, he's not even... (laughs) Humphrey, how are you doing doing through all this quarantine? I think at first he liked me being home so often, and then the other day he just couldn't stand it anymore. Like, he snapped. His freedom is my arm. (laughs) His freedom is just, it got taken away from him the day you had to stay home. You know, (laughs) and I just roam free. I mean, he like a lot of the times he just goes upstairs and sleeps while I catch up on my TV shows. But like this, this day, I think it was Monday. He just snapped. He just like, he couldn't take it anymore. I think, I think he was just tired of me being in the house. He's like, mom, stop it. Like, can you go to work? Like, how are we living? Am I gonna die? Like, what? Am I gonna starve to death? Like, I think he's really just concerned. Yeah, well, Mindy's been like the opposite. Like, because I go to work and I I go to work like at what five or some six like that in the morning, and I don't get home till like two. So Mindy doesn't see me the whole day. But ever since we've been on this quarantine, I've been at home like you know, later in the day or in the morning and stuff like that. Or since I was on my little self quarantine, which I'll talk about that later with you. Um, she likes it cause she never gets to see me. So I spend more time with her and this and that. And she's just like 
falls asleep. Doesn't don't even, don't even care. I'll be right next. She's but she she oh, smells yeah. like that. So, but yes, yeah, she and I she gets bored sometimes, but not really not anymore. I don't think so. And I read for dogs. Um, where did I read this? They said as you're quarantining um, to let them fall asleep in other rooms or make it a point to every once in a while kind of separate yourself from them that when everything does kind of go back to normal and you're back at work, they won't have such bad social anxiety. Yeah, she's pretty which attached is, already. Yeah, that's yeah, which is uh, a... <laughs> she like If well, you have neighbors... We just... Oh, well, she... She's she. Uh, I guess most dogs are like that, though. They're you know, cats are pretty chill, and they're like, "Okay, get out of my way. I want to come to you when I wanna." But dogs are just yeah. always like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Can you pet me? Love me? You know what I mean?" And it's like she's really attached, and she's always had someone there at the house, so she's never really had the alone time. So when she is alone, I mean, she does kind of go off by herself, you know, which is also good for them. But it might be too late for her. Yeah, she yeah. does not leave me alone. She's a lost cause. When I I bought her a oh, brand new bed and like it was like forty bucks at Walmart and it's nice. It's like Tempur Pedic. It's super soft. It's big. Okay. And because um, she likes sleeping with me and that messes up my whole sleeping postures and everything. I'm sleeping on the side. I wake up all like my back hurts. So I bought her this bed and she she knocks out on it. And like, okay, good. I was like, I'll go to sleep now. I have my time to let you know. And like, I'll wake up in the morning and she's like right next to me, like shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, dude, seriously? I bought this bed for you. She's been doing it ever since I got her. But she's so like used to like doing that. And I'm like, dude, go to sleep on your bed. Leave me alone. I want to sleep normal. Yeah. He tells me the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's like, y'all. Humphrey has been sleeping in my bed since the beginning of time. He's seven now. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. He's seven. And uh, I think the other night he slept in the living room. And it was I think that's when he was real sick of me. He didn't want to sleep with me this one night. Um, but other than that, we sleep in the same bed. And, yeah, it's exactly like I wake up and my spine's all twisted. My back hurts. You've seen the memes where it's like, the family guy people, when they fall, they fall all twisted. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how I look in the bed with Humphrey, like between my knees. I'm, it hurts. It's not good for me, but yeah, I know. I mean, that's just how it is. I can't get him to sleep anywhere else. I have to like, literally like get up. I, I, I'll feel her like get up on the bed and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, get off, get down. And she's like, whatever. Okay. And then <laughs> as soon as I go back to sleep, she, she'll get up there and then I'm like, I wake up and she's right there. And I'm like, seriously, dude, leave me alone. I'm trying to go to sleep. I have to sleep too. But she, 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 you know, she's so com- she wants to be next to me and all that crap. So you were talking about watching, catching up on shows like that. Have you been watching anything new since you've been home a lot lately? Um, I haven't really not been watching anything new. I refused to watch Tiger King. I yes. did not. Did yes. not, did not, not, not want to watch that show at yes. all. Why not? Why not? I'm snapping because, my fingers. I'm like, snapping my fingers. For you. <laughs> yes. Is it because, because, is it because it like everyone like, else is watching it? No, it looked like trash. I mean, I'm sorry, but these people did not look entertaining. Exactly. Awesome. I was, 
it just didn't look appealing to me. And so, and, and with all of the memes and everything online, I don't have to watch it because exactly. everybody's talking about it so much. So I really don't need it to watch it to see what the heck everyone's talking about. Carol Baskin killed her husband. We know it. She fed him to the damn tiger. They snacking. And I didn't even want, I didn't even want any snacking. They snacking. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm not. Steph, not watching Tiger King. She said that too, but I made her watch it, and now she's like, "I hate oh it." But God. then okay. she wants to like Sam say everything. Sam, about the show how now. could you do this? Sam, to me? wait. <laughs> Keyword made. He literally made me watch it. I watched the first three episodes, and literally, if you guys are curious, if you've been holding out because whatever reason, watch to the third episode. That is literally, if you watch this series, the only three episodes you have to see. Everything else you can make up your mind on because nobody fucking knows. Well, I mean, if you do that, I mean, you kind of don't. The first knows the first three episodes are setting up who these characters are. Like, okay, so actually, before spring break for me, which was like March, like in the middle of March, like a week before, I had saw it on Netflix, and I was like, "What is what the hell is Tiger King?" So I kind of put it off. It's like, "Well, I'll watch it later. I'll save it." So as soon as like quarantine started, I was like, okay, let me, let me check it out. And like, um, I heard about it on this, uh, sports radio that I listened to cause it's ESPN and they were talking about it. And I was like, oh no, I seriously have to watch it now since they're talking about it. So I watched it and it literally like blew my mind. Like these people actually exist. It was a comedy for me. I mean, and, it, and I had, I had mixed emotions because I was literally like sad and depressed for the tigers. Like it really upset me, like yeah. having to listen to it and listen to how these people acted in the name of loving animals and tigers. It wasn't acted. They actually and, were that. And then listening and seeing like literally how they acted, like that was hilarious. Like when he explained it to me, he's like, babe, you just wouldn't think people actually exist like this. And the guy that recorded the series or a lot of footage for the series, he in the beginning of the first episode is like, Tiger people are a different breed. And it's true. <laughs> it's so true. I was like, okay, what are you setting me up for? And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I had seen a lot of the memes because I held out for a while, okay? And yeah, I had seen yeah. a lot of the memes. So like you said, I mean, you pretty much could gather everything from that, really. Oh, you know? yeah. So then he actually made me watch it, and I was just like, like every 30 minutes i was like babe what are we watching like that's, oh no that's what i was saying because <laughs> even people were like you couldn't get the best comedy writers and all these people to write things like this because this you you can't make this up and it people from oklahoma oh, the guy's is in oklahoma but he's from texas so it made it even worse i was like oh my god it's oh, our own no. people that no 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 yeah awful. so but I, I I understand maybe if it's like you're sick of it because I mean you know how things work nowadays, one thing becomes popular real quick and it blows up everywhere and everyone yeah. gets sick and tired of it. I was like that with like Game of Thrones and um, what else was it? Something another show too. I got like sick of it. I was like, I still haven't even watched Game of Thrones yet, and it's over like what a year ago? I don't remember. And um, yeah, I've never seen an episode. Neither no, am I. I. Don't know. And like yeah. whenever Zach was doing his show for like the Game of Thrones and doing his whole little theme around that, I literally had to hold my tongue and say, What what 
the hell are you doing? What is this crap? But I was like, nope, I'm not going to say anything because you know how Zach is. So, yeah. And, um, I was like, they snacking. He will literally snap at me and be like, you, I, I he's not listening. Of course, Zach is. You know, probably the best. The best thing that came out of the Tiger King thing was that TikTok with that guy talking about Carol Baskin. I think, girl, I think that have I think s- that might have just been the best thing that came out of it. Okay, have you seen the one about doing the slide that that song that Drake that Drake made about the slide? Have you seen that? Oh, video? the left foot slide. Yes. No, I haven't. Oh uh-uh. my gosh! When you see this, you're gonna die. I thought I had seen like the worst and the best. I was like, okay, these memes are getting old already. No, I saw this video today and it's, you haven't seen the movie. So you probably won't like, not that you won't get it. Cause I mean, when you see it, you're going to be like, okay, like the tiger's like dragging him by his pant leg. Mm-hmm. No, you're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing now. You're laughing out. You need to go look this up. It's on Facebook, Google it, okay. YouTube it. And it's like, a okay, meme. it's one of those, let me meme, write this down. it's one of those meme videos and it's like right foot, whatever, left foot slide. And the, dragging the tiger him. Oh, is no. dragging him about to eat his ass. <laughs> it was so <laughs> hilarious. I died. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got it. I'm going to have to look it up too. That's funny. Yeah. I think just the memes that came out of it, you know, that's probably the best thing that came from Tiger King. But yeah, so I'm not watching Tiger King. Um, I watched. The beginning, the first episode and the last episode of Too Hot to Handle, because I didn't want to waste my time. (laughs) Um, I just like, let me see who these people are and then let me see who wins, because I don't care who these people are. I think I heard about it. I was watching um, on this YouTube channel, this guy, he has a podcast too. He's a comedian and um, his podcast is kind of the same like way mine is kind of. I call it free form because it's just like him talking about whatever. So he was yeah. talking about that show and I was like, really? There's a show out there just like that? That's weird. And um, yeah, so you just watched the first and the last episode. That's it? Yeah. I um, I didn't want to spend, I don't remember how many episodes there are, but I didn't want to spend that many episodes watching it. Um, that many hours. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends had watched it. And so I just messaged him. I'm like, Hey, can you just fill me in on who these couples are really quick? And he did. And then I saw the ending and it made sense to me. So it was like, cool. You know, I didn't waste like mm-hmm. nine years, uh, nine hours of my life. It actually sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah. And you know what? I can just tell you right now. I can just tell you the ending right now. Honestly, you don't want to waste your time. It was, I think the, I think the issue is these people that they picked don't really have any kind of personality. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to root for anybody. You know, Can't usually have anybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Usually have your villains, your good guys, the drop, the one person that brings the drama, like first episode, obviously these people all think that they're good looking, right? Yeah. Too hot to handle. They have no self control and they're just trying to bang anything. Like what? literally. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so the premise is, you know, do you guys know the premise of the, of the yeah, show? Yeah, I, I kind of know. I kind of got like the gist. I don't. It. I mean, I well, explain it to her a little bit. Sam. I feel ashamed. Okay, now, so, but I don't. so they, <laughs> so they put, you know, they put these hot guys and gals together um, from all over the world, 
and um, pretty much they don't they think they're on a dating show, but then they find out at the end of the first episode it's kind of like if you do anything sexual with anybody, kissing them, touching them sexually, sex, any kind of act, putting it anywhere, this and that, the other, mm-hmm. you get money deducted. So there's a hundred thousand oh. dollars uh, prize that you can win, but anytime someone breaks the rules the money is deducted and you can end up with nothing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take these oversexed people that are just trying to bang anybody and anything. (laughs) And, and, but also they have to decide, do I love sex more? Do I love money more? You know, that's actually pretty interesting though. Like just the concept of it. I'm sure not watching it happen. Like they look like fucking animals. I'm sure. But what the dude, like the way there's, Oh, there's a helicopter flying by. I don't know if you guys can. No. Can hear it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so pretty much like when they're being introduced at the beginning of the first episode, everyone's all like, damn, she's hot. Damn, he's hot. He looks good. Who do you like? I like her. I'm going for her. Like, it's oh. just a game. You know, that's, that's just what, that's just right off the bat. That's just how they're talking. And they're like, who are you interested in? I'm interested in him. I'm interested in her. Some girl said, I want to lick him up and down. Oh. That's the other, like, the first and this is, I was just like, going to say, this is day one? This is day one, oh. girl. They are not messing around. So <laughs> if you want to watch the show, just watch the first episode and the last episode. Wow. See, that's the... I just... Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I said, see, that, that's the problem I have with those shows. Because it sounds just like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I can't stand those shows. Yeah. I feel like they're just shouldn't even be what's the point of these shows anymore because it's kind of like to me personally i feel like it kind of gives guys men and women a bad rap depending on who's the bachelor and who's the bachelorette because then every girl wants a guy who's like the bachelor and when they find out how douchey he is they're like oh men are oh shit and this and this and that and then they'll say the same yeah. thing about it and it's kind of like yeah you're not helping either of us at all i just feel like abc needs to just cut that crap out because it's that's not even entertainment that's just really have just you seen, retarded have you seen their new concept the old people one no they are oh. they are now <laughs> that sounds interesting they are now performing <laughs> they are singers oh oh yeah that's no that's a horrible idea especially yeah. like no no i uh-uh, i'm not gonna watch it <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm already stressed. They're running out of ideas. I mean, there's only so many times we can see somebody date some other people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the same stories and scenarios over and over. Like, four four guys fall for her or four girls fall for him. They bicker, they fight, they kiss, they whatever. But you they know? don't even stay together. Yeah. They end up, like, uh, week, months later, it's like, oh, they end up, like, breaking up or getting divorced or whatnot. So it's like. Yeah. And, and there's an incentive. Together. Yeah, there's the incentive too. Like if you guys stay up longer than stay together longer than what three years or something, you get to keep the ring, which is like a super super expensive engagement ring, like a huge diamond. So that's kind of like it's so it's so weird that like ABC quote unquote Disney is like putting out crap like this because it's like they're all about family and this and that. Now it's just like hey, let's just see who can fuck this person and i'm like dude chill out there are children watching that's hilarious if there is kids watching that crap i mean it was the same thing with like desperate housewives years ago (laughs) and i was like why is this show on here 
Oh, yeah. I, I think I watched like one episode of it, so I'm not too familiar with that show. It's so weird. It I, All these shows, I don't know. I don't even watch like ABC stuff. I just watch Netflix stuff or YouTube stuff or stuff people don't even watch anymore. Have you, either of you, watched Married at First Sight? No. No, but I know kind of like the premise of it a little bit. Yeah, I watched, um, so season nine, I guess, was just released. I watched two episodes of it last night, and then I just Googled who stays together, who gets divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that, I love spoilers, (laughs) um, and I feel like... Spoiler alert. Yeah, I freaking love spoilers. Like, just tell me now so I don't have to be stressed. Like, especially if it's, like, a scary movie. Yeah. Or if there's, like, if there's a dog <laughs> in the movie, like, I'm going to Google does the dog die so that I can relax. Because I don't need, <laughs> I don't need that kind of stress. Like, the world is ugly enough. I don't need to see a fake dog die. I mean, it's CGI, so, I mean, it's okay. I know, but I just, I, I'll cry anyway. Like, I don't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the emotional energy to, to It's cry. stressful to think that it could happen and then it does happen. Yeah, and you know I don't like to be at the edge of my seat for a dog. That's just it's too much. Like I watched the, that movie with the gator. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about? The Which gators. A, I don't watch movies like, or TV, so. Oh yeah. my gosh! I'm horrible. What looks scary? Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible. Um, you don't have TV, so. What was it called? Crawl, I think, where there's like a major hurricane in Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're gator. talking about. Okay, yeah. So that movie was good. I actually enjoyed it. But I had to Google. There was a dog in the movie. I had to Google to see if the dog died or not. So you like, leave it at that. So did the dog die? I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's already seen that. Uh, the dog survived. But, uh, yeah, I'm so happy that the dog lived. So you're like, I was, fuck all the people. If the dog is alive, I'm good. If all the people could honestly, die for all I care. You know... I didn't really, I just feel like the people put themselves in this situation. And always. it's just it's always like, like the dog didn't ask for this. Okay. The dog is just being a loyal dog and mm-hmm. he's just going to go wherever you go. But if you decide you need to go find your dad in the middle of a storm, because his dumb self wanted to crawl in the basement to fix a house in the middle of a hurricane, yeah. then y'all deserve to get eaten. I'm sorry. They like snacking. Those they movies snackin'. like that don't ever they have snackin'. smart plots. <laughs> No, I'm like, dude, you knew it's like nobody in the existence of the world has like been there's a hurricane coming. I was like, dude, we talked about this like months ago. You obviously knew we have a hurricane for a reason. I I don't know. Movies like that. I'm just like, God, you're so retarded. Yeah. So see something like that. I would never like even think about putting myself to watch that. I, you, I don't know. Like Maybe you were just interested in it. Oh, I was. I was forced to watch it um, with my brother and his wife. Oh. But I feel like so there Alfie should be like watch it. Wow. No, actually, my older brother. Oh, Jared. 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 Yeah, and I, I feel like it was more his wife. More his wife that said, "Hey, let's watch this movie." And I'm like, "No," nah. and she was like, "You got to watch it." Okay. And I was already. I was like, "All right," you know. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal, I guess. But um, but I was saying, I feel like there should be. Uh, patent pending actually uh there should be like parodies of these movies when they get into the situation where okay so like in this movie she's trying to go to her dad's house and her friend who's a cop said hey don't go because your neighborhood floods a lot and i feel like she should have been like you're right 
she should have turned around and left and then rolled the credit. Like, that's it. Like, we're not putting ourselves in these stupid situations. <laughs> so just like five and minutes. So, like, yes. Yeah, so I feel like there should be like YouTube videos or something like this. Like, you know, I'm pretty little li- pretty little liars. Are you guys familiar? I, I know what the, I know about Sorry. the show. I know about it. I've never seen an episode. Okay. So the first episode, somebody's dead. I don't, I'm not too familiar with it either, but I remember I watched it a long time ago. Um, someone's dead. And then all of a sudden all the girls get these blackmailing text messages. First episode, I would have just had them go to the police, trace the person down, <laughs> tell, you know, tell them all the business. Look, like, let all your I had nothing to do to with this. Life. I had nothing to do with Listen. this. Exactly. Listen, y'all, A is texting me and there's she trying to blow some secrets of mine. Yeah. So this is it is what it is. And then just let your secrets out, y'all. Like need to find you're this gay. Bugaboo. Okay, then then say it. You're gay. You slept with this guy. Okay. You're sleeping with a teacher. Let's arrest him. Let's get the truth the truth out so this person can't blackmail you. Wow. And like that would be the end of that. You know, I'm so tired of these people not communicating. They didn't tell no. They didn't tell no adults. Hey, mom, we're getting blackmailed. They didn't tell anybody. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like the early 2000s, like TV shows, like the OC and One Tree, like all those shows, kind of just followed into like the new decades. And it's like, come on, guys, you got to come up with something better than this. You know, CW does their shows like that, like Riverdale and all that. It's kind oh of my like. Gosh. I was like, come on, guys. Y'all got to come up with something better. You only watched Riverdale. I did, but I didn't I keep up with it. I watched a couple of episodes with him, but I and I never fell for it. Um, I, I got into the first season, and I and I could respect, you know, the fact that it's just outlandish and teenagers are not like it. Hopefully, they're not like that. Because <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm a grown-up. I don't act like them. I mean, we're, know? yeah, we're, I mean, we're pretty much older than those, but I mean. We're old. <laughs> but to be honest, there are kids that are like that. They're literally kids I, like that. I I swear up and I'm down, sure there to God, there's somewhere. people like that. And they for actually sure, yeah. they actually look like the type of kids that would be like that. So like forget you, mom, and then they just go somewhere and drink, and then just get fucked up. And- yeah, no. The the thing that really tripped me out was like Veronica and Archie showering together. Yeah, that that that's just how it is nowadays. It's weird. Like their shows are just like they're PG. Like, they're like they're on the edge of like PG thirteen, but it's like, yeah, let's just show a bunch of minors. So they're PG eighteen, quote unquote minors taking a shower. Yeah, you know what? That and like that episode where um, Betty strips in like her Jughead's dad's bar. So, so mm-hmm. imagine a seventeen year old stripping mm-hmm. for a bunch of old men. Yeah, that's a that's a case right there. Was that really an episode? You know, that was a real episode. She was trying to get in the serpent and to get into that gang, you have to strip in that bar. So they were doing, it was like a karaoke night. And I think she did, she sang, she was singing mad world and she was stripping and like, no one even, no one even thought, I don't know. I don't remember it too clearly, but I don't, I feel like the first second she starts undoing a button I would run up and be like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Get off of the stage. Like Turn this nobody off. thought to like stop her. I feel like we saw her in lingerie and lingerie before anybody, you wow. know, anybody stopped her. I know. And that's, you know, that's what they're peddling to these high schoolers. Like, Hey, go strip and lo- karaoke life, night, you know, yeah. Karaoke night at your dad's bar. Yes. 
That's, you know, your boyfriend's dad's watching yeah, that's as weird. well. It, that's so weird. Yeah. It, it's like, like I was saying, it's like you were saying they were showering together, Archie and Brian. It's like, yeah, let's just put minors taking a shower together. That's not fucking weird at all. Who wrote this? No. And it's not yeah, even based exactly. on the, I mean, it's based off of the cart, the comic book, but like the comic book is like milkshake compared to this bottle of vodka. So they made it more right. risky it's, than what it should it, have been? Because everything has to be dark nowadays. You know that. You see what they did with Sabrina. Sabrina. Sexual, oh, okay, but sexualizing something is not making it dark. That, but that's what they do nowadays. Everybody that's sexualizes sexualizing everything. And if they wanted to make it dark, they should have made these kids like, like actual I just, gangsters. Like or I just said, they sexualize everything on Netflix, on ABC. Of course, they're going to sexualize minors. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's and, another. And, yeah. And for like with Riverdale, they are it's like super over over sexualizing these teenagers, and there's murder, and people are getting away with murder. I think I feel like Betty killed somebody and got away with it in one season. Yeah, I, I like I I've watched I think however many seasons are on Netflix. I got into it. Like I watched all the I, like I got. I was like, okay, this is a pretty good show because like I watched Teen Wolf when it was on MTV. And I, yeah. I was kind of skeptical about it, but then I dove into it and I was like, wow, this is a pretty good show. So when I heard they were redoing, they were doing Riverdale, like all the Archie comics, I was like, okay, sounds pretty cool. And I liked it, but I'd never kept up with it. And then the same thing with Sabrina. I, um, we watched the first season and then I think she watched the second season without me or something like that. And like, I just never really got around to like rewatching everything and getting caught up to pace but i was just like eh, whatever it's, it's it's gonna be there so yeah um i don't think i'm gonna mess with sabrina it just looks a little too satanic for me <laughs> yeah like, i think that, good i think that's kind of like what they were going for and to yeah. be honest with you i thought it was pretty i don't think i thought it was a neat idea because like i mean we're we were used to what the the one in the 90s and then the cartoon but like yeah. the comic books were really like that dark so i was like okay they're going to the source material so they're doing something right and like i know i mean i can see how like kind of like you'd be like on your edge and like yeah why are we watching this satanic spell happen right in front of our eyes it's so weird that's what i would be yeah i'd be super afraid of that so like with the movies um like the conjuring i read that the director actually used real um clips and sounds from uh one of the i guess not a seance but like an interview with one of the girls that was possessed Mm -hmm. so like what you hear in the movie i think it was the second one what you hear in the movie is the actual footage or the actual audio from when they talked to her when she was possessed and i think that really gave me bigger creeps than i needed like the movie was really scary but I didn't need to know that because that's actually terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, that, no, that, thank you. That freaked me. I mean, stuff like I don't watch the Conjuring stuff like that. But like to see people like get possessed. I mean, I know you remember that one time that happened the at church. church. Yeah. You know that freaked yeah. me out. I was like, bro, what's happening? What's going on Did here? You, is that why you never came back? No, really, that's not. That? No, me. it wasn't. Okay. It was, was like, no, no, it wasn't that. Tell me. Um. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, God. I told you about it. I, about the whole. I don't remember. The whole possessed thing. I don't remember. 
Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think you, we don't want to go through that again. Please, God, no. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's tell let's tell our listeners. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, I yeah, want to know because, because I brought it. We brought it up. Uh, my mom and I brought it up like last week or two weeks ago. Time is mm-hmm. blurring together. Um, but she said it kind of happened to her at her church where they, you know, they're in Catholic mass. They're in the middle of like a five o'clock mass on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this lady stumbled in and uh, she was laughing as she was walking down the aisle. And she walked all the way up to the altar and she was just like staring at the priest and the priest knew something was wrong because she was laughing. And then she went to sit down and then every once in a while she would just have like outbursts and his feet, like grunts and, wow. and, yeah, and laughing and just like really weird and uncomfortable noises and everyone just kept doing what they were doing. They're there to um, have church and they're not going to listen to the Well, you're not supposed to be so, afraid, I believe. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, so they just, you know, my, <laughs> my mom said that the priest just kind of, I, she says, I'm pretty sure he knew what was happening because he just, you know, he just saw her, didn't acknowledge it and just kept going. Like he was, he had a job to do and his yeah. job was to do the math and that was probably the and best thing can, to do at that point also yeah like you can sit down you have no authority here bye you know and so yeah. i was like okay that's scary mom definitely i, I mean I so what happened happen. so what happened at, at the church are you guys when you were going to church oh man um i don't know i think it happened maybe like two years ago it was um, about one like of our two to three years ago two to three so it's kind of a blur but it was really scary um one of our friends invited her mom to come and she sat down uh, in my aisle on the other end. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think she started crying at first, which sometimes that happens. You just like break down. Yeah. Um, you know, the message is hitting you and you cry a little bit. And then her crying started to get louder and louder. And then pastor was like, you know, uh, let's go ahead and start praying for her. So we were praying for her. And, and, um, and I, I don't remember too clearly, but I think she might have started laughing or something. But she ended up on the floor and she was like crawling, crawling toward me. And <gasps> Are you I, serious? Yeah. And I, my eyes were closed because we were praying for her. And I just opened my eyes and I looked and she was, she was still a ways away from me. But I just stepped out of my aisle and I went to the aisle behind me and mm-hmm. I just continued praying. But she was just writhing around on the floor, growling, laughing, cackling. Like it was, a, it was really scary. Wow. And uh, and we kind of, I think we circled. Around, we made like a really big circle. And we're I all think we did a circle. Her. Yeah. yeah. And um, and yeah, I'm. So we really just, and then she she finally quieted down. And she just sat there. And we finished service, and then when we were leaving, she started the laughing again. So when we were like all in the lobby, I don't know if we were eating lunch or just chit chatting or what, but she started laughing again. So the pastor and his wife, pastor and his wife closed the door and they were going to deal with her. Oh, like, pray for her. So what but happened? Was, so what did, what did the daughter, like, was the daughter like freaked out too? Like she's never seen she, her do that before? Or was she it? She was crying. She was crying. Oh, damn. Yeah. I don't think Jessica like figured like hey let me invite my mom and like nothing's totally gonna happen and then this happens she's like oh god she you know she was crying like to see her mom like that my Alf, my brother even said oh he happened to look at her and her eyes were red oh yeah like i didn't look at i didn't look at her face but she you know she was crawling and just 
out. It was really scary. I had never experienced anything like that before. Yeah, neither did I. I like when I remember it, I was like, okay, yeah, I know some people they're they're crying because I like you said then the message, and then I heard she was laughing. I thought like, okay, maybe she's she's happy because things are changing. And then I was like, oh god, no, something's happening here. I'm not ready yeah, for this. Are where are you? Right. I I think either I was playing or I was like on the side where your dad was. Yeah, and like, I think you're I was, right there. I was like, oh, God, what's happening? And then he was, and then that's when the pastor was, was talking. And I was like, oh, crap. I got to buckle in. This is the first time for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was like a first time for all of us. Yeah. Because um, we were kind of quiet after service and we're like, nobody yeah. wanted to really address it because it felt kind of rude to be like, hey, Jess. Or I don't know if she, if she left or not, but it felt kind of weird to be like, what was that about? You know what I mean? Like, I think we all just knew what it was, but we weren't really going to talk about it. Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, we know, we know what happened. We're just not going to say anything out of respect. I don't know that, that freaked me the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, did I just experience? Cause I, okay. So I grew up in church (laughs) and I've heard stories about that and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's never obviously going to happen to me. And then when it did, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this happens for everybody then. <laughs> this is just kind of like your initiation yeah. to like stuff like this. Yeah. I, mean, I, you know, I never, I never thought I would ever experience that. You, I mean, you know, in the Bible, it says, you know, we're not battling flesh and, flesh and blood. And you never really, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But like to see that, you're like, oh, dang, this is definitely spiritual warfare for I mean, real, y'all. It's got to be weird. If, it like, just brings it to perspective, and you yeah. were just like the front line. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, snap. And I don't even, you know, I don't even know how Jess, I don't think anybody talked to Jess about it ever. Like, we just. I think it was like mom's word. Like, like, yeah, we just acted yeah, like nothing happened. I mean, I get that you guys wouldn't really talk about it, but now I'm kind of curious. Like, did she bring her mother to church because she had already been experiences, you know, at 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 home, or maybe the maybe she was going through some kind of like distress? I think she just invited I, her. Just invite her. I mean, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, and maybe it was the Holy Spirit telling Jess, "Hey, invite your mom." Yeah, to church. Yeah. and and. The mom's like, okay, and then the spirits are like, no, we don't like this. It's mm-hmm. good because I don't, you know, who knows what the mom's doing? Yeah, that Nobody, happened. You know what she's gotten into, and something like that happened to me. Um, not, not like an exorcism or anything like that. Like I didn't get possessed or anything, but it was my first communion, and um, I remember my mom waking me up, you know, for mass and stuff. And the weirdest thing, like, as I was getting ready, I think I was about seven. As I was getting ready, like, I got, like, violently ill. And, like, I couldn't even stand to walk. It was, like, the weird, like, to this day, I've never felt this pain before, ever again. And, you know, my mom was like, what's wrong? And it was, like, maybe, like, an hour before, you know, I'm supposed to be there at mass or whatever. And at the same time, my father started choking to death. So it's, like multiple things going on on my first communion day and it's like yeah what i was freaked out because i was like okay i never felt this before like i literally couldn't even walk like i was having to walk like hunched over bent over because my stomach was like i felt like my stomach was splitting in half i've never felt this ever ever again in my life and my mom she like laid me down and she like i could see it in her eyes she was scared because she was like what's going on like you were fine this morning you know just five minutes ago 
And so she started praying over me. She started putting the holy water on me, and she started, you know, rebuking it. And um, it worked. But while she was praying for me, that's when my dad started choking. Like, he just started choking out of nowhere. Choking. And my mom was like, what is going on? Like, this is, like, the devil is trying to do something. Like, he's not happy that this is happening. There's something going on. Because it was just, you can't explain something like that. It was like, how do you go from being perfectly fine to, like, violently ill and it was like someone had poisoned me you know how someone when when they're poisoned like they're just i mean yeah it was like that and i was like what is going on it was so weird but i wasn't possessed i mean i don't think i was possessed yeah but it just kind of gets yeah i was just like and then just for it to happen on my first communion and you know i was praying when my mom was praying for me and putting the holy water on me i was praying with her you know Cause I was like, oh, this is crazy. Cause my mom's, she's a true believer. She was just like, look, this is what's happening. We got to rebuke it. And so we did. Yeah. And then just as it was working for me, my dad started choking and it freaked me out. Cause I was like, oh my God, like, did I cause that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's never to talk about this again. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, y'all. That's it's a story. Been, it's, it's a story. Because a lot of time and scary. If anything, a lot of people out there are not believers. And I mean, we are all believers on the show tonight. Yeah. But a lot of people out there are, are skeptical. Just but, you know, um, I yeah. mean, I'm sure you have some listeners that are believers as well. But there's people out there that are not saved and that don't know about this. And it's it's a real it's a real thing. You see it in movies. And, you know, people yeah. like capitalize on it. But it is real. Yeah. I was going to talk and, about and some of these kids that I know that go to my Sunday school, but I'm like, now nah, I'm not going to put them on blast. So yeah, the kids. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to use different names, feel free. No, because because <laughs> my cousin's going to hear this properly. Long story short, oh, okay. uh, don't don't yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll just do long story short. We we teach Sunday school. One of the girls, one of the little kids that we were teaching, she's had some experiences before with spirits, whether they're good or bad, or okay. she seems to think that she has. Um, and then one day we were doing a lesson on, um, we weren't, I don't remember what the lesson was for, but Yuli said the D word. We were mm-hmm. talking about, um, when, uh, the disciples went on the water and then the storm happened and then they thought Jesus was a, was a ghost or a demon or something like that. And like, as soon as I said it, she like, she, her eyes widened open. She was like, she threw herself, out. she threw herself to the other side of the room away from Yuli. And she's like, don't say that I word. Like, like she fuck? freaked out. Do? And I was like, what's wrong? You know, cause she was, at first I thought she was joking. Cause she was kind of, she's kind of like a, you know, a little joking kind of kid. She's like drama. But she, yeah, she was no, she was freaked out. She was like, you said, you said demon and that's not a good word. And, and I was like, okay, you know, it's not that it's not a good word. You know, it's just, you know, a little kid, they don't really know you know, what that is and that you shouldn't be afraid, you know? So I was just, I talked to her and I was like, you know, I don't want to say her name, but I was like, you know, don't worry. Like, this is the, this is why we know that we have, you know, faith in God and he's already saved you and you shouldn't be afraid because he's always on your side. He's always going to be there with you. So if you ever do feel fearful, you know, you just need to remember that we shouldn't be afraid because that's what they want. You know, if that is the case. And she like, after I talked to her about that, she like kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, okay. Like it made her feel a little bit better, but she was still kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? And yeah. I kind of yeah. felt bad, but I don't know. Yeah. But know? I was, and then my cousin was like, Hey, yeah, I forgot to tell you about that. And I was like, well, thanks for the heads up, Eric. 
So pretty much we have a kid that kind of sees demons and we have a kid that kind of sees angels. And I'm like, not that she sees demons. She just sees spirits. She's it's probably just a chair that has clothes and she sees things. I mean, that happens when you're like nine or 10 years old. Trust me. I saw she's, now and I'm she 27. She sees spirits. And I think right now at the time of her life, like her age, she doesn't know how to associate it as bad or good. And I think that's partially yeah. because she's been exposed to movies. So yeah. it's kind of like it's a real thing. And as a kid, if you experience it, I'm sure you're going to be like, that's why I don't watch scary movies. What just though. happened? You know, you're not going to know how to recognize it and how to put it in the category that it belongs. Obviously, yeah. you see something that looks scary and it's a spirit. I mean, it's more than likely not a guardian angel or someone that you should be, you know, listening to. So I don't know if she sees demons or not, but I think she sees spirits. And um, well, it could just be in her so head, she yeah. just associates spirits with demons. And I think yeah. that's what it is. But I think that's kind of I think that's kind of good to be weary about both because the devil can disguise yeah. himself as an angel of light. So I think it's good that she's still like, oh, I'm unsure. And it's also too um, because like she is, I think she's nine or ten, and and when you get exposed to scary movies and especially the ones that are out like now, like all oh, these about demons yeah, and they, spirits, they don't hold anything they, back. Yeah, they see it and then they. It goes into their mind, and their minds are developing. It, 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 they they associate they're that, trying, and then they see that. It's called they're trying to desensitize you. Well, yeah, from it's that. Not, so you, you think it's just fake because it's a movie, and you think it's fake, and you make it. You make reasoning of it in your mind to just say it's a movie. I shouldn't be scared. It's a movie. I shouldn't be scared. It's a movie. And so they desensitize you like that. But that's why I don't watch scary movies. I never watch them. I I have cousins that literally been watching they would watch scary movies and they laugh and they enjoy them and i'm just like fuck no i'm not gonna watch that and steph makes fun of me and she's always throwing that shit out there she's like oh he doesn't watch scary movies and i'm like yeah i don't because this is not not just like the demon movies you don't watch any kind of scary movie like any category because this is not my thing but that's also because you know that my brain i know how my brain works oh and yeah, I mean, I think that's why our the kid that goes to my, our class, she's kind of like that too. Her her brain is constantly like working, and you know how little kids always have imagination. So, of course, when you see these movies, your imagination totally goes left field, and you just start thinking of like dark things. So yeah. it's it's not really, and then she doesn't have like an older sibling to like tell him, hey, like, hey, you can't watch that crap. That crap's not good for you. So. It's kind of like her mom's responsibility to like, no, you can't watch that and stuff like that too. So, but yeah, then we have a kid that like sees angels and I'm like, what kind of kids are in my Sunday school? (laughs) Yeah. You got some real wild ones. First, first time for everything. So yeah, I'm like, dang man, my journey. I see this. I see that. I got, that's what's weird. But, um, yeah. So to answer your question, that's not the reason why I left the church. <laughs> um, oh, right. We're coming back. <laughs> so I think I forgot what happened, but I kind of just got out of it. I think this was like, no, was this my time? I think this was like when my grandpa like kind of passed away already, like a yeah. couple years. And then uh-huh. my grandmother had passed away like two years ago. So I was kind of going through something and then I was just like, I don't feel like going to church. It didn't, my faith didn't, or anything like that i just 
I kind of just was like, no, nah, I don't think this is right for me. It's not saying that the church I was going to with y'all wasn't right for me or wasn't good, wasn't bad or anything like that. It's just like, you know, when you feel that thing, it's like, I think there's something out there for me that's leading me somewhere to be more helpful. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, Sometimes uh, church, you want to find your church home, you know? Yeah. I so, get that. So um, I think like right after my grandmother passed away, um, my cousin had started a church a couple of years ago. So he's been inviting me off and on. And I'm like, ah, no, I can't have a church already. No, I can't go. So when my grandmother passed away, they, he was like, hey, why don't you come? And I was like, okay. So pretty much me and my cousins and my whole family, we all got to church together because that's what my grandma wanted for her last wish. And uh, hold on. So we all got together. And I was like, okay. My cousin's barely starting out his church. So I was like, okay, this is, you know, whatever. I'll start coming here. So... Mm-hmm. Like, literally a year later, I'm already, like, leading worship. And I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then literally, like, another year later, I'm, like, a Sunday school teacher. And I'm like, this is kind of fast for me. But I was like, I think this is why I was supposed to come here. And it's cool because it's, like, it's my family, too. And it's, like, I'm helping out my family. So and y'all kind of y'all came closer together too, like not just you and your cousin Eric, but also the rest of your family. Well, some one of them. You get what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, me, I never really got to spend time with my my older cousin like that, like that, like that, because you know he's he's got a wife, he's got kids and stuff like that. So I don't really yeah. get to spend time with him and his brother and my other cousins. But now that he's a pastor and I'm like I work with him pretty much side by side, it's like my relationship has gotten a lot stronger and a lot better because you know we talk to each other we hang out with each other we we talk business and stuff like that i'm like one of the like quote-unquote uh deacons or whatever the church or something like that so i'm like huh <laughs> this is weird but you, you feel like you're do you feel like well that's what i feel like that's, that's where i was led to go yeah, to like you're more fulfilled i guess in a way yeah i mean i think when I was going with y'all, I think that was kind of like the step, not well, not the stepping stone, but kind of like the. Yeah, I think you could be seen as a. Yeah, kind of like stone. a stepping stone of like, hey, look, this is what's going to happen in a couple of years. So just like, yeah, just wait for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, I mean. The Lord was leading you somewhere else. You know, you got to. Yeah. But um, uh, talking about leading. um. What was I going to say? I'm hungry. Yeah, she's hungry. Well, we just ate. No, okay. I ate half of my food. I, my stomach has been kind of upset all day for whatever reason. But anyways. um, So what else have you been watching? Do you, I, let me ask you, Deb, do you watch The Office? No, I don't like that show. Oh, but See, never, mind. No. never mind. Never mind. See? Never mind. Forget it. Just, you know, I'm just <laughs> snapping my right fingers. Here. Snapping my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just been I, I've been I literally have watched that show like three times already. I watched Parks and Rec, and I just started watch. Oh, I finished watching Community. I don't know if you heard about Community. Yeah, I like Community. Yeah, I I watched it like the whole thing during like the whole lockdown thing, and I'm like, yeah, this is a good show. This is a great show. <laughs> but um, so I have um, yeah, she. Oh, let's let's get to some of the questions that we yeah. got out there. Uh. Let's start with Sam first, since yeah. she's our guest. What kind of questions did you get out there, Sam, today for us? Um, I got a couple of questions. Um, one of them was 
from a user on let's see on Instagram. Um, where I feel like an old lady trying to navigate through my questions. Um, um, so from user Amy on Instagram, aka my sister. I just thought it would be cuter if I addressed her as her username. Adder. Um, what is <laughs> Adder yeah. at Amy? That's three wise a n three wise dot pans p a n s on Instagram. Um, best advice you've ever received, and I've kind of been like stewing on that question like all day. That's a good question. Um, so you guys can go ahead and go first because I've been thinking about it. I asked my mom and my dad and my twin and it's just been like, I feel like it's a really good, a really solid question. It's, it's, uh, it can be broad. It could be, you know, answer however you see fit, but really go have at it. Hmm. Best advice I've ever got. Well, uh, narrow it down to something closer. I don't know. You can't okay. So, like when I started this podcasting thing, I kind of knew I wanted to do this, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to. But when I was talking to your uncle Chris, he's kind of just like, go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? So I was like, okay. So when I did it, I was like, okay. So a couple of weeks happened and I'm like, okay, I'm getting used to this a little bit. And then, like, for literally, I, I was driving somewhere and I saw this billboard that literally said, um, if, it's, if, it's not worth, if it's not worth doing right, don't do it at all or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's great advice. And I was like, so if I'm going to do this podcast, I might as well do it the right way or not do it at all. So I think that's kind of like one of the best advices I've gotten. And it was not even from somebody. It was just from a billboard. Huh. That I've heard that I've heard that same thing my whole life. If it's not worth doing, you know, if it's not worth doing right, don't do it at all. So that's kind of like what I, you know, something, some yeah. inspirational thing that I've gotten. I'm still thinking. I'm usually the person that gives advice. So you're not good. But I mean, I'm sure there's been times where people have given me advice. I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't count. Your opinion does not necessarily <laughs> mean advice. I guess not. Guess That's the wrong one. Oh my gosh. That was not even. <laughs> That's not even. That was the right one. <laughs> I don't know why I did the applause. Let's redo that. Let's redo that. But um, yeah, your opinions are more like opinions. They're not really advice. Um, Sam, have you have you thought of something or no? Oh, I actually have a list. Oh, okay. Of of some things. Yeah. So, um, I kind of took it, I I wrote the best advice my dad got, my mom got, my twin, and then me. So my dad, um, the best advice he's ever gotten was live within your means. Okay. Yeah. My mom's told Um, me that. That's a good one. Yeah. I think it's a good, solid, (laughs) solid uh, piece of advice. Um, my mom said never take a job for money or it'll always be work. Okay. And I thought that was, I thought that was kind of neat. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, just don't work, work that's, for like, that's honestly been my dilemma for the past couple of years. Like I've been settling yeah. for jobs and I feel kind of crappy about it. Cause I'm not really fulfilled or happy, but yeah. it's, you know, 
I'm at the point in my life where it's kind of like, I kind of have to do that. But I mean, I definitely understand it. And that's actually one of my goals is I don't, I don't want like the number one top career or whatever, but I don't want to have to feel like I have to settle for my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Especially if I'm planning on retiring or being there for a part of my life. Yeah. What else you got? Um, this, these two things, wait, is it two things or one thing? Oh, these two things are actually from my therapist. So one of them was there's only so much room at the top. Okay. So I, um, I kind of, I don't know. It just kind of calmed me down and made me like less stressed about the world. And you know how people are always trying to be famous, trying to be number one, this number one, that yada, yada, yada. Well, there's only so much room at the top. So it's, I don't want it to be like crush your dreams, but also kind of just enjoy, go enjoy just trying to reach your dreams. You know what I mean? Instead of that pressure of like, I have to be the best. I have to be number one, yada, yada, yada. Like just enjoy it. If you ever, I think, I mean, this is what makes sense to me. Like, if you ever do make it to the top, it's it's all about the journey, you know? Yeah. Like, getting there. That's what would make more sense to me because that's all that time you put in to become number one, all that effort, all that learning, all that adapting to yeah. be number one, and then you finally make it, you know? But also they say it's yeah. lonely at the top, but I don't know about that because I've never been at the top, so... <laughs> Yeah, me neither. But I think that's also that's also kind of goes into the saying there's only so much room at the top. Yeah. Like not not everyone's going to make it. So it is going to be lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like her telling me that because I get really stressed out about, you know, not having a degree and how, you know, I kind of take it very personally like, oh, I don't have a degree. Then, you know, maybe they won't like me because maybe yeah. I'm not that smart. You know I feel I mean? that way and I have an associates. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. So she was like kind of helping me to like calm down. Like, you know, it's just because you have a degree it doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And There's, I was like, yeah. What no, else? It doesn't because some people that have degrees aren't really the smartest people. So, and also they shouldn't probably be holding the position that they do. Yeah. You know, just because you have a degree and you got through the education and schooling doesn't really mean you're the best fit for something. But. I mean, I'm not doing the hiring, so My I don't God know. God knows yeah. all those people that I work with that got degrees should not be working there because they are not the brightest people. I literally think they are the dumbest people that I work with. <laughs> and they yeah. literally have master degrees. And I'm like, bro, I didn't even go to college. I barely graduated. And I feel like I'm smarter than you. Well, there's no degree for common sense well, or, a should certi- be. or a certificate or license. There should so. be. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Um, what else you got, Sam? Let's finish this um, list up. Yeah. Another one was life is both filled with happiness and sadness, and you have to feel both. Um, True. Which, again, it was something that my therapist had said to me because a lot of times I always want to run. You know, if, if there's conflict, if I'm talking to someone and we kind of get into a little if I want to just storm out of the room and leave and I don't want to be, I don't want to be in it anymore, but yeah. you know, you just want to remove yourself up, from the equation rather than, yeah. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to be here. And, uh, and she, she said that and I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, and then, you know, I bring it to my, my mom. She was like, you know, you won't know the good if you don't know the bad. 
So you really just have to feel it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I and mean, I was also, like, okay. I feel like you can't have appreciation for when something does go right if you don't go yeah. through like the the lows and you know, or you don't get the opportunity yeah. to learn or grow from it. Exactly. Um, perfect example for what you just said. Um, for like the past almost two years, um, I've been trying to get my CDL and and let's go back a couple of years. So two years ago, my job offered me to do these free classes for taking commercial driver's license. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So I've had a lot of speed bumps along the way and I've literally like had to like do it myself so i've literally had people on my ass like threatening me you know hey you better hurry up and do this or you're not gonna have this and you might yeah. get fired and blah 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 blah, blah. so, so much it, it got to it got to a point literally i think beginning of last march or january i don't remember but um or was it this no it was last year um I literally had to take a week off because I got so like stressed out because I was scared because I thought I was going to get fired. And my mind was racing. I was like, if I get fired, how am I going to find another job? I've been trying to not find another job for four years since I've been here. Yeah. So I kind of left it in God's hands and I was just like, hey, look, you know what you're doing. You got this. Just tell me where to go and tell me what to do. So I come back and they're, you know, I, I go through the whole thing and it's the summer. So they're telling me, hey, you got to go take these classes over here. So I did the classes and it took me a while. Literally, it took me a while. And um, I passed finally. And I was like, I appreciated the time that I, that I had to learn these new things. And I was like, well, thank God I don't have to deal with this crap anymore. So yeah, I was like, so I'm not happy, and now I'm trying to find another job. <laughs> nice. Well, good luck on your job search. Yeah, I, I have to do that now because I literally do not know when I'm going to be doing in the summer since school is closed. So. Yeah. Um, and I also have uh, one more piece of advice. Okay. Um, which this one, I don't think I've ever heard it um, articulated so well. So just some random person on Tumblr, self-love warrior on Tumblr, wrote, you're allowed to settle for a calm life despite people on social media making it seem like you should do all these adventurous things. You don't have to travel far and wide in order to be happy. You don't have to have an amazing career in order to be proud of who you are and your life. Live your life the way you want to. Calm lives are good. And I... I was like, it just kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh my goodness. Because a calm life like is what, I, what I'm aiming for, y'all. I'm not trying to, you know, backpack in Europe. I'm not trying to <laughs> climb Mount Everest for the clout. I just want to live healthy, happily, maybe get married one day, have a little home, a little cottage, you know. With Humphrey. With Humphrey and my man whoever he may be that I might marry if I ever get married before the world ends, you know? Yeah. I literally think this deserves an applause. Cause that literally was like awesome as hell. 
Yeah. I totally. I'm snapping. I'm snapping. <laughs> I'm snapping. <laughs> no, but I like I'm that not, one. That one was my favorite I one. I mean, you're totally right. That one was my favorite. Yeah. Because I even told Steph this, and I've talked about it with friends. Literally, everybody on Instagram, everybody on Snapchat, everybody on Facebook is going to to Europe. They're going to New York. They're going to LA. They're going to Tokyo. They're going here. And it's kind of like, yeah. damn, what not, what the hell am I doing with my life? They're only, out here. And it's yeah. like, like, you're right. They, you, you know, nobody's telling you you have to go and do that. Yeah. Not yeah. only just travel, though. I mean, you see, like, there's the perfect couples on Instagram. They're always Ugh. happy. You know, people. there's... It could be anything. The food, the someone's eating the best food. I get jealous over that. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have that. Like yeah. you're going restaurant to restaurant, like seven star restaurants. You know what I mean? It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It could be anything. I actually I, uh, know yeah. someone. One of my friends knows someone, but I know her as well. Um, she, uh, well, my friend made a comment to me that her friend was feeling kind of down about the fact that she constantly judges herself based on what other people are doing on Instagram and social media. And she measures herself and what she's doing up to that. And it makes her sad because she sees everyone out having fun, trying new things, being happy with their partner, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And I, and I thought about it and I thought it was kind of crazy, but that's, that's a real thing. And sometimes, you know, whether it be a relationship or whatever, people traveling, I feel like maybe I felt like that before too. I just didn't realize it until she said something about it. And I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I literally and, think, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, like my boyfriend always tells me like, you know, social media is just a depression machine. And anytime I bring, he doesn't really use it, but anytime I bring up social media, it's always me complaining about something, complaining about, the way someone else is living or the way I'm living compared to someone else. And I don't like to admit it. I'm very prideful, but I don't, I don't like to admit it, but I feel like he's pretty much right. Like I always feel like, damn, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. They're out there doing this. Look how brave they are doing that. Like I start to feel inadequate as a person and you see all these awesome photos, all these really, really fantastic photos of people doing the most. And you're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. You know? I, I, and actually, Joe Rogan actually talked about that, too. He was like, it's kind of like depressing because you yeah. I, I have I follow somebody and this person, she's a teacher, but she goes to like all these EDM concerts and festivals and meets all these people. And she she's a teacher and I'm like, you obviously don't make that much. And she just got her first house and she's going oh. here. And I'm like, what the fuck dude? I can't even go out of town. <laughs> and this person is going to all these shows and going to cross yeah. and has a house. And it literally makes you depressed. Cause you literally are like comparing yourself to this person. And I think that's what social media is like. It's horrible, especially now too. With like we were talking about earlier, the whole quarantine, people are so bashing other people for going out and they're just talking all this crap and it's just so negative. Or, you know, just the fact that, you know, people are actually being productive, working out, you know, bettering themselves. And then if you're not doing any of that, you know, you feel like shit, excuse my language, but you feel really bad. Because you're like, oh, how come I'm not working out? I could be losing all this weight. I could be studying really hard. I could be doing this, that, the other. What's wrong with me? You know, I feel like I always go back to 
the thought of what is wrong with me and that drives me insane i'm obviously i felt like that too i mean i mean me and steph are not the only we felt like that and sometimes you it's funny too like we were like she was talking about like the perfect couples these people put on a show on instagram but obviously they probably fucking hate each other you know? I feel like the more the more mushy gushy pictures you see of couples, the worse their relationship is. Because I feel yeah. like it ha- it's probably a lot of we have to prove ourselves, we have to prove our love, and Let's really, show the world how cute we yeah. are. And then they're fighting all the time, or and it really maybe is just, she's taking. Hmm? It's really just them proving it to themselves. Yeah, that's like, why. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I kind of like told Steph. I was like. A long time ago, I was like, we don't have to post pictures of yeah. ourselves because we're not, we shouldn't be proving anything to anybody. I mean, we're fine. Just it's to not each like, other. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we obviously have to prove our love to each other because, you know, but it's we're not committed. like I have to like but post every picture of me also, and her going places and yeah. stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm the, I'm the mushy type. So I would enjoy it, but I do see where he's coming from and I respect that. So I don't make a point of it. I mean, if I share something, that's me. But I understand that he yeah. he doesn't really care for it. There's no need, like like he said, and like you can see, you said it's just you're forcing it. It's not real. And like I said, I think you're just trying to like, bro, nobody convince. Wants to see all that crap. Nobody you're just really convincing yourself by validating it with the number of likes yeah. or heart emojis. Yeah, you get. yeah. So, oh, I know. And then um, I think I also get really stressed out with people who post non-stop selfies and then <laughs> the selfies are not the issue the issue is when they say oh i'm having a really bad self-esteem day and then they're taking like 17 like pictures it. of themselves yeah yeah and they're putting and i'm like you can't put all of your self-esteem into yeah the social media just, platform yeah i think it's all, they're like, depending that validation yeah, they're depending on yes yes exactly they're depending on other people's like for them to sustain yeah, themselves when you sad. really should just learn to like yourself like fall in love with yourself yeah there's actually a movie i don't know if you've heard about it i think i showed steph but she kind of didn't understand um aubrey plaza and elizabeth olsen there there's this movie Ingrid goes yeah West. that that's yeah. we saw it and i understood it chill out well you were like what the <laughs> But like that's, out because she was being fucking over dramatic. I'm that's, sorry. That's her. Have you not seen her? Anyways, um, that's like the perfect, perfect example of how everything is. Everybody has to like they want to be like so and so on Instagram. It and, becomes like an know, obsession. It is an obsession. Yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. That's why some people I, commit suicide because it's like they, I'm not like that person. I'm never going to be like that person. And then they kill themselves because they are comparing themselves to a person that's on the other side of a screen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there might be, you know, some kind of brain chemistry happening when you get the amount of likes that you get, right? Of like, course. isn't it like eating it's, like a bar of sugar or, some, or a you know a candy bar or something? It's it. Uh, it goes back to like even when we were kids. I mean, you know, when you when it's Valentine's Day, and like all the popular kids get all the. Um, valentine's day cards and candy and None you don't get you, anything and you're like well nobody likes me and then when you know all the, the special <laughs> kids they get it and they feel like this high over it and it yeah. goes on until like they're teenagers and then they're adults and then once they get like in their 40s they're like they want that and then they can't 
but they've been spoon fed that their whole lives. So it it's it's even worse now with social media. You know, like everyone's trying to post the pictures of themselves, and and it's like, bro, no, we your life is way worse than mine right now, and you're just trying to look good for the camera. Yeah, and then that's the thing we can just—it's a highlight reel. You see all the good stuff. Like, yeah, I wish someone would be brave enough, and then then I don't because I don't want to see that. Like, I don't care for it. It just feels like pandering. But like, I really wish someone would do the opposite. Like, show us all the bad stuff. Show me like you stubbing your toe. You know, like tell me the sad, dramatic stories, the heartbreak, the car accidents, like the bad stuff, you know, maybe you got let go from your job. Yeah. Like I want to know, I want to know. Yeah. Like I want to know about all the other stuff instead of like, Oh, look at this coffee that I got at the Starbucks and it's so pretty. And you know, I got these new shoes and I'm going to this place and I'm going to hike this mountain. Look how cute I am in my little sports bra and little pants. It's, it, it's yeah. not, it, it's not good. It doesn't help us at all, especially with some yeah. of us that have low self-esteem. We're just like, just like everybody. Yeah. Just got to ignore it. I mean, you have to take social. I, I say this, but you really have to take social media at face value. Like, and really yeah. probably not even that because face value now is like, what's real? You know, like, okay, that's okay. Is that, are you being serious? But yeah, take it with a grain of salt. And I hardly post, like I post stories and stuff, but like, I think I posted for the first time on my Instagram, like actual Instagram page, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I kind of, and I think I deleted Snapchat. So. Yeah. Snapchat's no good. It's just pointless. I have a question. Yeah. What's that? I have a question. Well, I don't personally have a question, but I have a, um, one of my, my Facebook friends, Rebecca Regalado. This, qu- this is a question on uh, mental health issues. And she says, the question is, if someone you love is dealing with mental health issues, is this something they should overcome alone or do they need a support system? And I said, great question. She explains, my husband says it's something they need to overcome themselves. And my argument was, example, if it's your spouse, you marry someone through sickness and health. So they need, so they need to support but he says you shouldn't put that on someone. And I said, no, no. Well, she said, I said, no one chooses to suffer mentally, but I understand what he's saying. Just like to hear another person's opinion. So what would be your opinion on that? Like, so if someone that you love is dealing with a mental health issue, is it something that they should overcome alone? Or do you think that they should have a support system or that they need a support system? Um, I guess personally, I I think I can see it both ways. Like, obviously you have to do the work and you have to want to do the work. Um, Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's you suffering with the mental health issue, your partner should just be there. Like, I guess to listen as long as, you know, as long as you're helping yourself and you're wanting and you're working on yourself, I think, I think they could just be there to listen and hear you out. And if you need to vent about your, your, your issues, you know, that's cool too, but I really feel like it's mostly on you as a person getting help. Um, because no one that, you know, no one's gonna do the work for you. You got to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. so for me, like I'm seeing a therapist because I am really emotional and it's not something that my partner could do for me. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, you know, I have to recognize, okay, Sam, you're overreacting when this happens. 
And then it's my job to tell them, hey, sorry, I overreacted or I feel like I'm going to overreact. Give me a second. You know, like, let me take this all in. Let me figure out why I'm feeling this way. You know what I mean? And he is just there to, he supports me. Like he's, he's glad to hear, you know, how the sessions went and, you know, stuff like that. But it's me doing all the work. Okay. Have, I'm not really sure what exactly that she's dealing with um, because there's tons of mental things that someone can be going through. I want to say she has anxiety problems because she has talked about it before. Mm -hmm. So, okay. For instance, if you were having an anxiety attack, I'm not sure if you've ever had one. Would you expect, would you expect for your partner, especially your husband to be there for you, to support you? And if so, what would you expect out of them? Because I I recently just started digging into mental illness and I looked up YouTube videos of this guy, you know, coming forward saying that I recorded my reaction. Well, it's not a reaction video, but he recorded a, a, a anxiety attack, panic attack. And, he, you know, his girlfriend was being supportive, which I understand that's her, her form of being supportive. But honestly, when I watched it, I kind of I kind of felt like she was being more annoying than than supportive during his anxiety attack. Um, yeah. So w- what's your opinion on that? Um, well, I've had some anxiety attacks around my boyfriend, and a lot of times um, I just need him to hold my hand, and then I just, like, don't say anything to me. You can hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually would like that. I would prefer him holding my hand and then just let me breathe it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it around my twin brother. I've had one around my twin brother where he was like, I'm right here. Nothing's going to happen to you, but I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And he just let me breathe it out, you yeah. know, because there's nothing. I mean, there, I think both those ways were probably exactly how I would like to be treated. But one time in school, when I was in Bible college a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I had to leave my class because I was having a panic attack. And I went into the student lounge and there was a lady in there. She was a couple years older than me. And she saw that I looked distressed and mm-hmm. she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I think I'm going, I'm having a panic attack. And she's like, okay, have a seat. And her tactic was really awesome. She just got, she grounded me, right? So she was like, okay, name five things that you can smell right now. And I listed them. Name four things that you can see. I listed them. Mm-hmm. Name three colors in the room. So she kind of, got my my brain thinking about something else yeah. and grounding me. And and then I found out later on she worked with youth at a youth center or she mm-hmm. worked with like people. So I, I feel like her method was really fantastic. And also my twin and my boyfriend really handled it just as good as they could. Yeah. And also, I mean, it, it I do see where her husband could be coming from because that's a lot to ask of somebody, especially when they don't quite know what you're feeling. Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, when you tell someone, oh, you have a migraine, which is pretty serious. And, you know, they go get yeah. you the Tylenol extra strength. They go get you a cold washcloth. You know, they tell you to go lie down. That's something that they know, you know, maybe they know this will help and I can guide them to go and help them do, do this. But with the anxiety panic attack, I don't think that's, you know, they don't really know the severity of it because it's, it's happening in your mind and only you can control yeah. your mind, you know? So I do, I do completely yeah. get that. I think I had an anxiety attack one time and I think the thought of being alone at my home made it worse because I didn't know yeah. that's what it was. Okay. And um, the best way that I can explain it is 
my body was going numb and my legs and my limbs got tingly. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't feel myself. I can't feel myself. Like, what's going on? Like, because I was I was panicking that much and my anxiety was like through the roof for whatever reason. I don't even remember what happened or what triggered it. But the only person, well, not person, the only thing that was there was my dog. And I was sitting on the floor when this happened for whatever reason. And I was like, okay, just focus on, focus on Ariel. Just calm down. Like you're by yourself. Like, you know, like you've, I've never experienced it before. So, but she grounded me and I always see videos of like dogs being therapy dogs and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like that's the first time I ever experienced an animal like getting me through something like that, especially for my first time. And I, and I was freaking out because I was like, okay, like my heart's racing. I can't feel my legs really. Like my fingers are going tingly. I mean, that's the best way I can explain my anxiety attack. I don't know if it's different for everyone, but you know, and then I was like, okay, my brain was going a thousand miles an hour. And so I was just, I just focused on her and really like just focused on her and she just called me for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and, and I think with focusing on her, you probably regulated your breathing. Yeah. And, I was like, okay, there's nothing, which, there's nothing wrong. Like yeah. you know, if there was something wrong, I'm pretty sure Ariel would have picked up on it. You know what I mean? Like if I was really like, yeah. you know, having a heart attack or if I was really like, you know, for whatever reason, like it felt tingly all over my body. And so if there was something happening to me, like if I was having a seizure, you know, I'm pretty sure she would have picked up on it. And she was just so chill, like staring at me, like, why are you freaking out? You know what I mean? And so like, Aww. I was asking myself, why are you freaking out? Like, why, are, why are you feeling this? And it kind of yeah. just, it like, it grounded me. I don't know if you lose ever Have you ever had an anxiety attack or panic attack? No, but my brother has, um, no, I've never, I've never experienced did it. Did he but tell I've, you, did he have a support system when he was having his panic attack or did he, I was it just by himself? I or? don't know. But that one time I had to go to, well, there's one, so my brother, I, I guess you can get diagnosed for that, having panic attacks. And um, we both used to work at Target. So I think I was, I still had my manager, my, my old manager on Facebook and she had sent me a message. She was like, hey, I need you to come to the store like right now. And I was like, okay, I haven't worked at Target in like two, three years. Why are you calling me back here? Hello. So I go and she's telling me my brother has an, has having a panic attack. And he, and of course he's like in the back of the store and he's just sitting there and he's like breathing and like, like crying. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I don't understand. Cause you know, I've never been through it, but I'm like looking at him and like, he's like trying to like calm down. And I'm like, I, I didn't understand, but I've never personally been through that. I have dealt with like depression and stuff like that. I mean, I think everyone has. So but can I, okay. Can I just chime in? So what did you do for him? Like as a brother, I don't want to put you on a spot. Like, are you a good or bad brother? I'm not, not saying that, but are you, you, are you a good, or are you a <laughs> <But> bad brother? <laughs> were you, were you there to be like, did, was anybody, was anybody there supporting your brother? Like as a support like, system? Yeah, there or? was a bunch of like his coworkers. I didn't do anything. I just stood there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. But apparently my ex-manager kind of dealt with that before because I think we've had previous Target members have, like, anxiety attacks and panic attacks. So like they coworkers? Kinda, yeah, like oh, okay. past ones. Like, they've yeah. dealt with that before, so mm-hmm. they kind of know what to do. I didn't do anything. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I seriously do not know what to do in situations like that. You kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say you kind of feel like you're dying. Like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to make it over dramatic, but 
I guess for everyone, but it's I, different. I think it's different. in that in that instance, like you feel like something's wrong. So for me, the first thing I think is, am I dying? So <laughs> I feel like like yeah. I feel funny. What's going on? Yeah. Am I going to die? Yeah. And so I don't think you're. I think you're not wrong thinking that. Um, I just you don't know what's happening. I'm going through this barely for the first time in my life, so I don't want to like. I don't want to sound like I'm over exaggerating because I'm. I've never. I've only had like maybe one or two. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it and I don't want to overplay it. You know what I mean? But it's different for everybody. And that's really what makes it so hard. And people don't understand that is like, it's different, literally different for everybody. You can't, and I've, I've had a hard time getting emotional now, but um, I had a hard time trying to explain to Yili how it feels because I know he doesn't struggle with this. Right. So I was like, I can't explain it to you. I can't just say like, oh, I have a paper cut on my finger. Obviously, you know the pain and you know, hey, put some alcohol, peroxide, neosporin, Band-Aid, you're good, you know? And it's it's different for everybody. It just depends on what you, I can't explain it, but it's different for everyone. And you can't just say, oh, like I stumped my toe. Of course, you know what that feels like. Everyone has stumped their toe before, you know? It's just, it's hard to explain and it makes you feel even worse because you feel kind of crazy. You're like, I can't explain this to you. Like, I really don't know how to put it into words. Yeah. That's how I feel at least. And I think with your friend who's asking about that, I think that's just something that they need to discuss. Like if she's having the mental health issues and she wants the support, then she should have like a game plan. Like, oh, I feel, I would feel best supported if you did this. Like if it's anxiety attacks and she, you know, whatever helps her feel safe, she could ask him to, to do that for her. Because I know, like I had to tell my boyfriend, like, I just need you to hold my hand and yeah. I'm just going to cry it out. And he's like, okay, I'm here. I'm like, okay, cool. And so now it's like a thing. Like, he knows if this happens again, this is what he needs to do. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe. And Yuli, I guess. Hmm? Go ahead. I was going to say, and Yuli, I guess you should probably ask your brother, too, if you ever need to be that support system for him. How would he feel best supported? Yeah, because what if, like, one I day. I think with my brother, and I, we're kind of like this. We kind of are lone wolf. We don't really like to ask for a support system or like help or anything like that. My brother's very uh-huh. like that. I'm somewhat like that too. Maybe that triggers. That's it. kind of like what what she was saying. Like, do does the person want to be there? Do they should handle by themselves? I think it really depends on the person. I mean, like personally, me, if I was going through something like that, I kind of want to go through it by myself. It's even scary. though even though in my brain, scary, my brain though. is telling me that I should have somebody there. It's kind of like my heart's telling me, I think you need to do this by yourself. Yeah. Well, then I think, you know, if it ever comes up, I don't know how often you guys talk about like anxiety attacks or anything, but if it ever comes up, I think that could be at least said like, oh, if I ever have one around you, dude, you don't have to worry about me. You know, I'll take care of it or, you know, that way they're not stumped and they're not thinking, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? And then they end up like making it worse or being like super annoying, like the video that Jeff watched. It's been a while since he's had one, so I think he's kind of like oh, kept, that's it, great. kept it under like wraps or whatever. So that's yeah, good. That's uh, I think though I understand where she's coming from too. Like if it's your husband, you, I mean I don't know how there he is for her or how not there he is for her, so I can't really say. Yeah. But I would definitely expect like if me and Yuli were married, I would definitely expect him to be supportive in any kind of way and as best as he could. You know, whether yeah. it be like, do you need a cup of water? 
do you need a cold washcloth? Do I need to go lie you down? You know, do I need to hold your hand? Definitely, you need to be asking me those questions. Like, especially if I don't already know. Stop touching me. You know what to do? Yeah. Like you know. Okay, I need you to hold my hand and just sit here with me. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't well, I'm gonna, know. I'm gonna cry, so calm down. Yeah, I cry a lot when I have them. Yeah, so I don't. Please know. don't. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Oh, I'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to tell, like how to tell Yuli how to calm me down. But it's just you just need to calm the person down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's like I'm here. Let me know if I need to do anything. You know. But like, I think the holding hands is my favorite thing. When I, when Al saw me panicking, he had his hand on my shoulder, and I thought that I was really nice because I felt like that grounded me. And he like was his saying, calm like, energy I'm, was just going through him to you, and you were just like, okay, yeah, I, yeah the twin powers, right? Yeah. He was just like, I'm here. He need me, and I was like, through my tears and my like um, absorb my energy, <laughs> right? Like through all my tears and. And such, I was like, okay. And I, you know, I was trying to catch my breath, but um, I know it triggered it. And I had gotten sick, like a stomach issue, like the day before. So I wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little slice of my mom's birthday cake the next day on like a super, super empty stomach. And the sugar spiked my insulin, I guess, or my sugar spiked. Oh. And then, like, I, I had a panic attack, but a lot of our, um, our anxiety is linked to our gut. So anytime we're depressed or anxious or anything like that, it's probably what you ate, where you're eating, if you're hungry, like, cause I catch myself feeling kind of anxious sometimes when I'm hungry mm-hmm. and then my stomach growls and I'm like, Oh, okay. So that's why I have like a spike in anxiety right now. Cause I think I need to eat something. That's but interesting. also I catch. I catch it when if I eat something and it makes my stomach turn or like one time I had a, a burrito and all the beans um, gave me a stomach ache, but mm. I had kind of a panic attack after I was eating wow. and I was like, okay, what's going on? And then, you know, my mom did research on it and then I even read it for myself that a lot of our mental health is linked to our gut, our gut health. So I thought that was really interesting. That's very interesting. I'm going to look into that also. Yeah, and uh, magnesium plays a part in it, too. So if you're getting a lot of magnesium, that'll help with uh, mood. I don't know if it's mood or if it's depression, but it's all mental health related. Mm. So if you're not getting a lot of greens, you should probably do like a magnesium supplement. Mm. But, but anyway, that's what I learned because we couldn't figure out what was triggering mine so bad, but it was just what I was eating. So speaking about depressed... um I don't know if you were into this back in like the heyday, but there's kind of like an emo resurgence coming back. I don't know if you've, oh. if you've been into that lately. No. I love emo forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> yes. So, Sam, Sam, yeah, Sam is um, like, <laughs> okay, so don't even go there. I'm so having flashbacks right now, Sam. Why? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why? Let's let's go back uh, some years. So okay. I asked is because like for like the last couple of years, me and Steph have been going to. Well, it was mainly me first, and Stephanie started coming. We've been going to these uh, emo nights at this at this uh, club we go to, Barbarella, and uh-huh. it is literally off the wall crazy fun. It is crazy. It's 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 too packed for you, definitely. 
It's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't like people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but they're I, doing virtual, right? Is that what yeah, you guys are going to vir- lead up to? Yeah, yeah that's, you would right love right. it. You need, you definitely need to log on to it virtual. You would love that. Yeah, that would it. be fun. You would, you would really, really, really enjoy it. Like, I know you would definitely. But going to the actual club, it would be too much for you. It's too much for me. And so I she I, has I, to literally stand outside of the pit while I'm in the pit. No, it's not just standing outside of the pit. It's literally standing outside. Basically, there's just so many people there. Um, That's yeah. why I kind of suggest so, that yeah. you shouldn't. I mean, but I enjoy the crowd and I enjoy the music and I enjoy the time. Well, how is the you know how is the crowd going to be once you get back from this pandemic? Who knows? It'll probably think, be like so you small. Think it'll be it's not even going to be small. It's going to be off the wall, literally, because people are literally like itching to get back because it's not even just about going to the place it's about seeing these people that you see every every month because it's once a month and you know these people they they make groups and they become friends and they they that's the only i mean they hang out you know after you know after that too but they see each other at this special time once a month and they just hang out and they sing Taking Back Sunday and Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance and Brand New and Brand New and Good Shark. You know, yeah. they're just like it. It. I am. Um, I talk because I've, I've, I'm in a bunch of like pop punk groups on Facebook and email groups and stuff like that. And I talked to somebody else. I explained to them. I was like, dude, do you ever feel like this completeness when you're like in the pit <laughs> and like you're you mo- and like. Just people just join together and you feel like no. one. It's it's. I was like, is no. that something like everybody feels? And they're like, yes. I've been in the pit like maybe twice, <clears throat> and that's because I was probably Did intoxicated. You feel that way, Steph? And I felt that way at the time. Yeah, I felt that way at the time. But I feel that way when I'm singing to myself when we're there, and I'm just scream singing to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone feels that way in the shower in the car. Yeah, yeah, but I think it, it's it's extra special when you like share it with like it's more of an experience, definitely. Yeah, tens of people and just like this one mosh, and they're just singing like "Welcome to the Black Parade." And well, I mean, all this and that. Yeah, I'm doing the same on the sidelines with people. There's other people where I'm standing and we're scream singing all yeah, together, and, and you're standing in front of. The I'm screen. just not sticking to the sweaty person next to me and rubbing against them and smelling like, the dirty armpits. Like I, I was watching it. Yeah. Dude, dude, that's a whole episode on its own. There, I mean, it's it's bad. Don't make me get into it because I don't want to. It's but, bad. Um, yeah, for when I heard that they were doing it virtually, I was like totally into it. And it was like the first Wednesday. And then they were like, yeah, let's just keep doing this. So they started doing it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And after a while, I kind of told Steph, it just didn't feel special. Cause you know it's once a month. He likes the nostalgia of once a month, which it's a that's you I mean because I mean I'd listen to all these songs, you know, during the day anyways, Fall Out Boy and all that and that, and it's like okay, but it's kind of it when you put it into like one night and it's consistently every week, it kind of kills the fun and like the excitement of like look shit like shit emo night, you know. But um, definitely tune in though. Every Wednesday. Yeah, I think you would really, really yeah, like it. Yeah, you would, Sam. I've gotten a bunch of other people hooked on it, and it's like... So how do they do it? Um, so, how do you tune in to them? So there's this this uh, app called Zoom, and it's like a virtual like conference You don't even meeting. have to create an account. You just have to download the app, and um, 
you basically register with Streamo Club, right? It's Texas Email Club. You register with them and then they send you the email for the Zoom meeting with the password. It's a link to go to it. They send you the email with the password. Like maybe I received mine this past Wednesday, like 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. It starts at 8 p.m. And then you go, you click the link, you um, type in the password, and it just connects you directly to the link. And you can choose to have your camera on or off. Everyone is muted. And he plays music videos of the songs that he's playing. If he doesn't have the song or the music video, I mean the music video, then he'll do like what's a shot cam. So usually people are drinking, obviously. And, you know, you just take a swig of what you're drinking or some people take a shot. You just act a fool and jam out. The first streamo night was literally insane. Uh, There was people in their showers singing (laughs) with the phone. And I'm like, they were in like a t-shirt and like underwear and they're like in the shower. And I'm like, oh, that's cool yeah it was literally off the wall and i mean more people are kind of like tame to it now because it's like every week and it's not like oh yeah it's, it's a pretty shock fun factor. everyone is like the same people that that show every every wednesday so like people are like hey it's you again or there's this dude that works at home depot his name is carlos okay. and he just like <laughs> he streams from funny. home depot yeah oh, it's, wow. it's a bunch of that one time there was um this there's this this her name's Selena. She does her makeup in the restroom every episode, and everyone's like, "Selena serving looks every Wednesday in the restroom." <laughs> so it's a bunch of the same people, but it's it's a good time. And it's not even people from Houston. It's people from Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Corpus. And so it's like everywhere around the state. It's pretty cool because the DJ guy goes to different clubs. So he has one here in Barbarella, of course, and then there's a Barbarella in Austin. And then he goes okay. to this other place in San Antonio and this place in Dallas. So he DJs um, emo nights and he he's a part of this thing called a Texas emo club. So it's all these people around from the state are tuning in and it's like literally hundreds of people. And it's like, it's crazy. And everyone's talking to each other and everyone's making friends and stuff like that. You can request songs and stuff like that. It's so crazy. Dude. They've been requesting like not even emo songs. Like dude, somebody requested the Cumbia Kings and oh liter- literally everybody was like, I-, I even said, like, bro, if you play the Kumbia Kings, I'm going to give you $15. Because you can Venmo him, like, as just a tip. Because that's his job. You know, yeah. he-, he doesn't Dude. obviously, he can't go to the club and do this. So this is his job. And, he- you know, everybody tips him because, you know. So he he played the Kumbia Kings. And I was like, oh, crap. I got to give $15. He played-, he played the new Beyonce Megan the Stallion Savage remix for us this past Wednesday. No way. Yes. Already? Yes, he played it. And then he also played, um, Ke- we asked for Kelly Clarkson because he played Vanessa Carlton two weeks ago. <laughs> we asked for Kelly Clarkson. So he played the A Day to Remember since you've been gone. And we were like, oh, okay, that's, that, that's Kelly, whatever. But then he got us with a mix. And then like halfway through the actual song, it turned to the actual Kelly Clarkson version. And we're like, what? And then he put us on the shot cam because we were going crazy. Like we went bug wild because he played Kelly Clarkson and he put us on yeah. the shot cam and we were just acting a fool for everyone. <laughs> I, I'm honestly like ready to go back. But they've, there's different emo nights around the city too, but it's not as fun as the one at Barbarello. They have one at yeah. this place called The Secret Group off of Polk and St. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's not the same. I've gone and it's kind of like tame. It's just a bunch of kids. It's weird. I stopped going. I honestly feel like I'd run into like 
one or two exes at Barbarella, so maybe I won't, yeah. would never go. Yeah, I, um, I run into people that I know thing, too. Not me. <laughs> Lucky. I just <laughs> no, I don't run into people, but I have an issue with just people gravitating towards me, and that, that's awkward. happened too. It's awkward. Uh, just random strangers. It's awkward. But yeah, yeah it's it's it, it's crazy, crazy fun. I really highly suggest. It. I I kind of talk about it like, I pump it up. I'm like, I tell everybody, you check it out, dude. Go. You pump it up. You're like the first one to like break open the pit. Cause it, oh, I hate it <laughs> this because is how much there's he pumps so it many up, noobs. There's so many noobs in the pit, and they're just like dancing, and it's not even like, babe. That's how they're vibing. Leave them alone. Vibe on the other side <laughs> of the building. Chill We're out. trying to start the pit. No. Calm down. You have to. You have to settle down. Disrespect your surroundings. Okay, settle down. So, uh, if I don't want to register for like the Texas emo thing, could you just send me the link and the password? Yeah, yeah. we could do that. I'll, I can do there's, that. There's um. Okay, so when you when they do send you the link, there's like a what a twelve digit number. It's a meeting ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We can just send that to you and send you the password. You don't even have to make an account. So just download the app. Yeah, because I have yeah. like a thousand accounts everything and i just don't want to make any yeah. more accounts anymore <laughs> i know i had trouble looking for the email i was like okay where's the email email at and email email yeah get it and then so like i ended up going to facebook <laughs> i ended up going to facebook and i was like hey is this happening tonight because i haven't seen received the email like i'm serious like let me know because you got to until buddy um and then two minutes later i checked my email again and it like popped up but i think he does that for security reasons because people were hacking into the meeting even though it's a special meeting like where you need a, a username oh, and password, yeah. there was a bunch of hackers that were because saying people very probably bad things like ex- they're just putting out the password yeah. anyway they're saying very bad things so he's trying to keep it under wraps as best as he yeah can. That's, that's smart yeah so we definitely do not want an account though yeah a lot of people don't uh, they just like I even downloaded the app because I, I was kind of looking into Zoom to like do for my podcast and stuff like that. But um, I was like, nah. But uh, luckily, my church uses it. So like when my cousin wanted to do like conference calls with certain people, we do we use Zoom and all that. So yeah, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's really fun. I think you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, like since we're talking about this, give me like your top five favorite. Like emo groups, like like your top fave. Um, I would say brand new number one. Even though he me tooed a bunch of people, so I'm upset about that. Um, so brand new, Motion City soundtrack. Um, Taking Back Sunday. Probably Paramore because they're just iconic, but like they're mm-hmm. old stuff. Yeah. And the starting line. The starting line. <laughs> oh, classic, classic. Yeah. And um, you, and you yeah. You? I don't think I have five. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Okay. She's not so, Oh, no. Here not we that go. I'm not going to know. <laughs> not that I'm not going to know, but I'm going to be real with you. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, like, fucking slit my wrist right now. Babe, no. Not everybody's like that. It's a joke, and I'm not. I'm sorry okay, but, if you're being sensitive, and I've, I'm being insensitive. But, but it's an emo you know, joke. We all know. We all know. That's we kind all of like know. ten years old. Bro. Anyways, let me borrow your blade, bro. Can I borrow your blade? Anyways, so cut your wrist and black your eyes. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's that's not that's not 
we all know. Anyway. So anyways, I don't think yeah. I have five because I'm just like, I don't know. He, he can tell you. I mean, like when I first started going to Emo Nine, like I was just kind of like, I don't know if this is for me. Like I like the music. It, it wasn't so much the fact that I didn't like the music. It was the fact that I was particular with my emo music. Like I, I didn't just like anything. Like I don't like Hawthorne Heights. Their music uh-huh. is catchy and I can see why you like them, but I personally just don't like them. That's one of his faves. Um, but definitely one of my first, obviously is Lincoln Park. Um, I consider them yeah. emo, like definitely. And even, and it really hurt me that as a fan, I've liked them for so long. And after Chester committed suicide, I, I re-listened to all their music and it just hit me so differently. And I was like, why didn't I feel this before? Like, Aww. why didn't I feel his pain? Like when these, when these songs first came out, like, you know what I mean? And that kind of like yeah. hit me as a fan. I was like, wow, you know, like, I definitely enjoyed this music for a reason. Like it's, it struck a string, but when he committed suicide, I was like, wow, like he was really telling us something and he was really, you know, like giving, giving us his everything, you know? So definitely they're, they're my number one, obviously my number two. I don't know. I really don't know who, who comes after them. To be honest with you, I like taking back Sunday. I like some of brand new stuff. I like some of motion city soundtrack. I like, I like a little, I mean, I like Paramore. Bro, you can't be cherry Um I like emo music across the line. I like Lil Peep. I'm not going to lie. Look, He's, oh, he, I, I love don't... emo trap. I mean, like, that's something Sam, I I'm snapping my love. fingers, girl. Snapping my fingers. This is the third I, time this episode I've snapped my fingers at you. I, can we get a clap I think, here? I think can we're we going through a tunnel. I'm going to have to like... I'm just can joking. we get a clap here? Um, <laughs> you mean this? Thank of you. I mean, I'm just going to be you. honest with you. Like, there's some emo music I don't like, and then there is some that I really enjoy. And I, and I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to also say this and be even more honest. I didn't like him at first, and I was going to, I was being very judgmental. I never even heard his music until I stumbled yeah. upon this YouTube video by this some guy made a YouTube video that had the same thought and feeling as I did. And he was like, Lil Peep, like he's just like a mumble rapper, like it's emo rap, it's whiny, it's annoying. And then he was like, until I heard his very first EP, Vertigo, which is only about 10 minutes long. It's not even an EP. Whatever it is. I don't even know what you call it. It doesn't matter. I heard it. Just, um, okay, right? I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I listened to it or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, it's not bad. Like, this actually sounds pretty good for a SoundCloud rapper that's never had any exposure to making music and writing your own lyrics in your own room. You know, it just, yeah. it was like, okay. And then I listened to other songs, whatever. So, yeah, I like Lil Peep. He's considered I'm, to be emo. Uh, I'm totally the opposite of that. I cannot stand. That's okay. That dude, because... I'm not offended. I am... I'm an emo purist. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But... See, emo purist, really? What does that even mean? Emo is not a certain sound. It's a genre. It's not even a genre. It's a feeling. Okay, so exactly. Then, But anyways... We're not going to talk about that because I do not obviously want to talk about one of my rants, but. Can you let me finish my list down? Oh, you got you to gotta stop <laughs> cherry picking. Shit, Please I pick just one. said little peep. Okay, so you have two. This is a podcast I want to be on. I want to hear Steph say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> let me finish my list. Okay, obviously the killers. He's lowering me down, Sam. Can I have to lower because oh it was spiking. I was spiking. I'm sorry. Well, you, you she spiked She talks too loud like, How about a, that? like a man. You spike my The killers. Um, the killer. Um, I don't it's know. I mean, it's. I like. I, you can say 
I like a song from pretty much any artist that you would consider yeah. to be emo. Like I fall out, fall out boy. I said Paramore already. I mean, the list goes on and on. You can some songs from Slipknot are emo, but not necessarily. It's just a different type of rock. Yeah. Whatever. You wouldn't have to consider let's, them alternative. Let's save the best for last, Mister. You know, emo expert, emo condenseur. Expert. Hey, at least you didn't Come get on. picked on. Anyways, throw, throw your list out Somalia. there. Throw your, <laughs> throw your 20, 20 emo band list 20, out there. 20, uh, no. Really no, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear reasoning though. Like I don't want to be like, I love the guitars in this one band, and they're so not, this, and the pedals. You're not the even, you're not even me. You know I'm not like that. But so I know, I know. But you said you were a purist, and I got scared. Scarred. I don't get scared. I'm like, I, look, I like what I like, and emo can be anything. Okay, but it doesn't have to be just rock. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tear you down, but that was really alternative. But okay, hey, so tear me, tear me down. Okay, <laughs> that's so emo. Tear me down. See you. Never mind. Anywho, my top five, obviously. So when I got exposed to it, wrong choice of words. Oh my gosh, I was like, what is happening? When oh, I got exposed, you, so okay. well, I mean, I for really, you, I guess it could be a good Why can't you let me talk? Go ahead. So, anyways, um, this all started in 05. So, literally 15 years ago. <laughs> and I really have to thank my cousin Lisa, Emo Prime, who she probably listens to the show. Maybe she doesn't. But if you do, Lisa, I really appreciate it because um, one night her parents had went somewhere. So, she stayed the night with me and my parents and you know we hung out and this is when mtv and vh1 were like popping popping so and even fuse was like you know the popping popping pop pop so um we were watching this we were watching the music videos and that's when um hawthorne heights came on and i think it was i forgot the name of the song and i know it because it's one of my favorites and i was like what is fm now what is it called um Saying sorry. There we go. And um goodbye. Yeah. And I was bit. like, what is what is this? I was like, oh my gosh. My this... heart is ripping. Okay, you don't have to make fun. Anyways, I was like, what is this? And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool music. And and then like I think a couple of days later, that's when like Panic at the Disco came into the scene. And I that the first music video I saw was um What's it? Is it bet? Is it yes. um, better yes. if we do or something like that? Where they're in the club and all that. That's one of the first music videos I saw of them. That wasn't and, even an emo and, song, but yeah. But I mean, they're considered I write sins, not tragedies. Yeah, that is okay. pretty much like it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I'm. I think I found my new kind of music. Wow. <laughs> so after that, it kind of just like steamrolled. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this is like when like LimeWire and everything was like still big. So I downloaded a bunch of like Panic at the Disco, Hawthorne Heights, Fallout Boy 2 when they were like huge, uh, of course, Paramore. Um, we already talked about these people. You need to bring, you need to bring some. Um, what's another band that I, uh, I kind of got into? Armor for Sleep. Um, yeah. Dang, what's another Duh, one? from first to the last. Yeah, them too. Brand new. Uh, there's so I'm many. I look at my high school playlist. Seosin. Yeah. Uh, the All American Rejects. The yeah. Used. Come the at used. me with the Used, Ble- y'all. Yeah, uh. the Used. The Used yeah. is definitely yeah. there. The Used, I, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because my brother was into like, uh, 
this is like the time and period when like Christian music was trying to start that genre, that emo genre too. And yeah. um, there was this band like called Reliant K. No, not Reliant K, but it was called Dead Poetic. Oh. Yeah, it it they they're like a Christian version of My Chemical Romance, but not as theatrical. And like, I was like, what is he listening to? Because I was like, okay, I'm listening to the other stuff, and this is nothing compared to that. But then, like, my brother introduced me to like My Chemical Romance, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this, yeah, this is where I'm at. And it's so funny because I even got teased for being emo. Like my cousins would make fun of me. Just like Steph would say, you know, cutting your wrist and blah, 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 blah. That's how my cousins would make yeah. fun of me too. They're like, oh, you're going to cut your wrist and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to commit suicide and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, dude, really? Cause you I have said that before, that. but I was like, David, I'm only 13. What, what the hell are you doing to me? And I used to wear all black. I used to iron, I used to, you know, iron my hair and I'd put it to the side and wear the dark clothing. I, I did the whole emo scene in like 07, 08. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really, it was really like Hawthorne Heights and like Steph, you know, the whole cut my wrist and blood. They really spoke to me because it's kind of, I was going through something at that age where it's like nobody couldn't have understood me. That's the whole point of emo music. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's why when you got me tickets to see Hawthorne Heights, I was like, yep. I've been wanting to see them for the longest time. And when I got to meet the lead singer, I literally told him, I was like, your music like helped me like when I was younger because I've, I, I listened to your music and I understood what you guys were feeling and it literally helped me. And I, I, I told him, I thank you. And he was like, yeah, cool. And he just signed my ticket and that's it. And I was like, oh my gosh. He probably gets that a lot. I mean, it's true. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone tells him that. And then like, and then I but Emery too was on the same ticket and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, forgot about Emery. <laughs> yeah. And they're I didn't know they were kind of like a quote unquote Christian like email band too. And I was like, What? I didn't know that. But um Yeah, I'm not ashamed. I'm emo. I don't care. It's not a phase, mom. You don't have to be ashamed. Whatever, mom. You're shaming me for like an emo trap. <sighs> Look, we're not gonna go through that, okay? So that's gonna be a, another what ifs. So what ifs? Um, yeah, since we're talking about music, um, I'm trying to start. I'm gonna start this new segment, a part in the, one of my in my some of my shows and stuff like that. Uh, it's gonna be called "What Are You Listening To?" So, mm-hmm. Sam, what are you listening to as of now? Like, what are new bands have you listened to, or something new you found on like Spotify, or something old you've been listening to? Like, what's what's new? Um, so my favorite thing to do with Spotify, cause it's where I listen to all my music. Um, my favorite thing to do is go through my discover weekly playlist. And I like to pretend that I'm on, I'm a judge for like a music show. And I listen to these songs that Spotify is telling me, Hey, you might like this. And I like to judge him yes or no. And so that's like one of my favorite things to do. And recently I will give you three songs that I'm kind of obsessed with right now. Okay. So one of them is by a Christian rapper. His name is Peabod. And he has this one song called Steady. And it is just the cutest little song. And I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, I can. I think it's safe to say that he's singing about his wife. Um, I tried to listen to his other stuff, but it didn't really catch me like the song Steady. Mm-hmm. So that was really cute. And 
then Spotify also recommended this other song by a new artist, actually. She only has one song on her um, Spotify page, but she, her name is Blessing, and it's spelled B-L-S-N-G. And the song is called You've Got It, which you guys should, I feel like you should just be writing this down in case you want to listen to it. We'll go back and, and then, listen to it. And, uh, and that one's really cute. That's a positive message, just kind of giving it over to God. Um, which I didn't, at first I didn't think it was a Christian song because it's really like upbeat and you can kind of like dance a little, mm-hmm. like while you're washing dishes or something, like it's like a fun song. And then I listened to the w- lyrics and I was like, oh, okay, I know who she's talking about. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of bring down the mood, um, there's this other song that I like by, I do not know how to say her name, Shay Salisbury. So her name is spelled S-H-E-A. So I don't know if it's Shia or Shay. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But it's called Are You There? Do You Care? And it is, it's, I think she's singing about God again. I mean, this is just the songs that Spotify recommends. But I like that one because it sounds like she's in a huge room, and a huge empty room, mm-hmm. and she's kind of singing like, Are You There? Do You Care? But it's not Woe Is Me. It's just like, can I put my head on your shoulder kind of thing, God, like kind of knowing that he is there, but wants him to be there with her, like mm-hmm. literally in person. So I feel like that can be really relatable. And that's why I really like that song. I'm like, dang, because sometimes I get to that point where I'm like, I really wish God would just be in this room with me right here so I can cry on his shoulder or mm-hmm. like ask him a question or just feel safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it's so much easier to to kind of like give up. Well, it's so much easier to like say that God has got it right. Like mm-hmm. if He were to be like with you instead of instead of having faith, it, it just would be easier if He was just here. Like, hey, can you just be next to me, please? Yeah, and I I really think that's where a lot of like Christian music kind of fails to hit because. Of course, you know, we've both been in the, you know, the church group and we've sang and like for a while, I don't, I, I'm just going to admit it. I don't really like Hillsong. I really don't like Bethel because I feel yeah. like I I just feel it's so generic and I feel like there's no feeling in them. And, yeah. I, and it's like, okay, look, I understand the songs, you know, the, it, the, I feel like they all sound the same. That's like when my so my cousin started doing stuff like that too at his church because they didn't have like a musician or anything. It was just my cousin's wife and his daughter, and they were singing like mm-hmm. Bethel and Hillsong and Planet Shakers and stuff like that. And he wanted me to start playing, and I was like, "Dude, to be honest with you, I don't really vibe with this music." And he's like, yeah. "What do you mean?" And I told him, and I, I literally straight up told him how I felt about it, and he was like. No, yeah, you're right. He's like, well, I mean, he's like, you're the lead singer now, so do what you want to do. Yeah, so, do it where you feel good. Yeah, so what but I do a, now... A lo- go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but a lot of those, you know, a lot of those uh, churches that you're mentioning are kind of falling away doctrinally anyway, mm-hmm. so I think it's really cool that you're like, oh, I don't like them, when you can go to their church and they're not, they're preaching like a false gospel or they're saying like... Um, prosperity. I don't know if he's with, yeah, the prosperity. I don't know if it's with Hillsong or whatnot, but Stephen Furtick or something, he's with Elevation. I love Elevation worship. I do. I love their music. 
but I kind of fell off once he'd said something about Jesus being a failure and I just didn't know what the heck his point was. And mm-hmm. I totally do not agree with that. Like Jesus did exactly what he came here to do. So I don't really know why he called Jesus a failure. Yeah. Now, like, so, that, so that made me mad. And I'm like, you don't even know what the heck you're talking about, dude. So yeah. Like kind of good. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was like, so I was just going to say, so it's kind of good that you're like, you're not really vibing with them. Yeah. Cause I just, I don't know. I've been listening to Christian music pretty much my whole life. And I've listened to like, OG, OG Christian band, like Stephen Curtis Chapman, Michael W. Smith, yeah. you know, Phillips Craig. I've listened to old school stuff and like I compare it to like, like all this new stuff. And I'm like, it, there's, there's just no heart. And I've seen yeah. news. I've seen YouTube videos of guys who, who felt the same way. Like they, they come, they dissect it and just like, there's like, they, they, they feel the same way about it. And it's like, it's not disrespecting anything. It's not saying that they don't love Jesus or their music is kind of all this. I mean, it's it's all the same, really. And it's all about the same message. That's cool. But the thing that I like about, like, King's Kaleidoscope, it, it's totally different. Like, Did I tell you about them? No, I actually, I found out about them when, because I go to the library and I, I like, literally, <laughs> like, will get a bunch of CDs so he gets like 20 at a time no like 30 at least yeah and they look they know that i do that so i was digging through some of them and i i I forgot what album it was um it has the one that has glorious on it i think it's like their first or second album or something like that. oh their first one so yeah it's it's green right yeah and i was i didn't know what i was going into i was like okay this band oh my god i judge i judge them by cover sometimes when i look at a band's cover album i'm like it might be good might be bad but i'll check it out so when i listened to the whole thing i was like this is it this is this is the this is it this is something new for me that i totally like so i literally dug into their discography and i think i have all of their music and okay can we steph can you snap for me for this because snap 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 snap. i absolutely adore Door, King's Kaleidoscope. I've been to all their concerts in Houston. I have all their vinyls. Oh my goodness. And I'm so upset that I did not tell you about them. I mean... But he found them, anyway. which is good. Because yeah. you'll have I know, but I wanted to be the one to be like, hey, you only listen to this band. And he's like, Sam, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Yes! But yes. Oh my goodness, I love them so much. And I think what's really oh cool goodness. about them that I have never noticed any other Christian band doing is they're actually doing the vinyl route. I've tried looking for like Christian artists and like I don't see any on vinyl because I started collecting vinyl now. And they're like yeah, the only no, ones. Same. Yeah. And it's, I wanted to buy some of their stuff, but like all their stuff is sold out now because I guess everybody's buying it for the quarantine. But yeah, I'm like, they're so good. And then I saw that they had like the little controversy for one of their songs. And, um, Higher I, Throne? Yeah. Is, is it that one or is it another one? I think it's on their previous album. Let me look it up because I know. But I was researching them. What was the controversy? That the, it used the, the, the F word. Oh yeah. Um, it's yes. I think it's called the prayer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was reading about that. I love that. And I was thinking, I was (laughs) like, dude, that's 
that's got to be the most. I understand, you know, we're not supposed to use profanity because profanity is it's lower grading. Yeah, it's, it's but I feel it. like that's the most. And this is just my opinion. I feel like this is the most Christian thing you can do is in your time of being low, you are using some kind of thing to express your feeling. And he obviously knows what you're trying to say, even though the word you're using is not good, but it's kind of like it's showing people that you're human because, you know, usually everybody who thinks we're Christians thinks we're so uh high mighty and we're this and that and but it's like no dude we're just as broken as everybody else but we're just trying to fix ourselves every day and i that song is so it hit me and i was like wow this dude literally set the f word on a christian album and people were like oh we can't have you play any of our concerts or in our festivals because you did that and it's like dude the guy is literally being genuine to hit with himself yeah and I read that, you know, that was something he wrote in his journal a long time ago when he was going through struggles. And I'm like, dude, that's something you should be be like, not praising him because he used the word, but it's like yeah. the man is being genuine and it's showing a side. It's showing, it's showing people a side of us that really nobody really sees because everyone thinks yeah. that we're just, you know, what they put on TV, happy like, go lucky, happy go lucky yeah. and we're just always praising our, putting our hands and closing our eyes and singing Bethel and Hillsong and, you know, but it's like, no, dude, we're totally, we're normal people just like you. We, we go through struggles and, you know, we, we say things that we, how we feel and it's like, it's amazing. I, I, that's why I'm totally, in, I'm just in awe of that band. I think it's great. I really think there should be more Christian bands like that. I mean, even like Emery, like yeah. I was saying, they're a Christian band. Yeah. And they talk about the same subjects too. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about Under Oath. And Under Oath. I mean, Under Oath and was like the top king. I thought of that, that was like the coolest thing, like in 05. Um, one of my friends, I don't even know how I heard of them, but I was in band. And one of my band friends was like, oh yeah, I like Under Oath. And um, I just listened to it and... He had, I think, I don't know if he mentioned to me that they were a Christian band or if I found out on my own, but I just thought that was so cool. Like, I had never heard at that point in time in my life, like, a Christian band that can sound like that and that so many people would, like, like the sound as well as, like, what he's saying and knowing that, you know, his words can be taken, like, how you want them, but with the message, you know? And so I felt that way about Undroth. So, I mean, I get that. I I get that because... You know, usually, like, when you hear a typical Christian, like, cookie-cutter song, they have, like, the similar words, well, the similar sound. Of course, you see me when I, on Sundays, so I, I, do, I, you know. You know, the similar sound, similar words, similar lyrics, stuff like that. It's just rearranged. But when you hear yeah. something in... That's totally raw. Yeah, when you hear something in, like, your own terms that you can relate to, and you know that in that song, like, they were calling on God, and it may not shout that out you, like, when you first heard it, but... You know, when you really think about it, when you really deep into, like, look into the lyrics deeply, you were like, okay, like, this is a song of salvation, you know, or, you know, a song of feeling guilty, but coming to God, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you can kind of relate that to, like, social media, how, like, the church and church music is, like, all the high points, and yeah, we're going to worship God and everything's really good, right? Yeah, And then we don't get to hear, you know, these heart, heart-wrenching heart songs, these cries out to God, because 
you know, everything might be great at church. We might be super happy and saying hi to everybody, but we're not telling them what's really going on. If we're feeling lonely or depressed or discouraged, you know, so it's really cool to hear a Christian artist know and love God. And then hearing that he also struggles with things and things do get dark Mm -hmm. for him and things get low and you're not, you're not doing this by yourself. There's other people, but I think just, I think the struggle, I think it's even good just to struggle because, like, you don't get complacent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. good to, I, like, have your highs and your lows because then that just makes the highs really high. Yeah. But I pulled up the I pulled up the lyrics, and the lyrics are, um, uh, if I call you with my last breath, will you be there for me after? Because I'm wasting in the silence, and my fear is fucking violent. And man (laughs) I freaking love this band and the way he screams that lyric you're just like kind of blown away I feel like I just got chills I got chilly willies on my legs because I remember when I feel when you first heard it I love that yes I love that um when I showed it when I was listening to it and my brother was in the car he was like whoa and he wasn't expecting to hear that, but I told him, like, you know you felt that before. You know you called out to God and you were mad or you're angry and you're upset and you yeah. don't know why life is going this way, like, why me kind of thing. Yeah. And and so I, I just absolutely love that he's just real for a second, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I agree with what and, you said. Like, you don't always find God in inspiration in the happy moments. Like, lots of people find God in their lowest moment. You know, because yeah. that's really for them, their last resort is, hey, like, I've never tried this, you know? Yeah. Let me, yeah, let exactly. Me, let me, like, I'm at my lowest point. Like, I've, I've tried everything. Nothing's working. Like, let me call on Jesus and see if, you know, if this is where it's at. And then they find out that that's where it's been all along. And, you know, most people, I'm sure, find, find Jesus and God in, in the lowest parts of their life. Or, you know, in the, yeah, in the struggles of their life. Yeah. Right. Um, Taylor Swift's new album, I know we were talking about that earlier. I don't know if we were talking about her earlier, or maybe I was listening to Love another her. podcast. Yeah, so she has that song about her mom having cancer. And in one of the lyrics, she talks about, like, she started praying to Jesus, too, because, you know, she kind of, like, doesn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I, I'm just kind of going where stuff is going. Like it does kind of help, you know, when you don't know what the heck is going on. Sometimes you do turn to God, people who don't know who he is, never knew, but they figured, Hey, this might, this might be a thing. And I feel like with this pandemic, I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel like I'm hoping really that the numbers for people turning towards God or like Christianity went up because It was really scary. Like, I feel like it's not as scary anymore. But at the beginning, I was thinking, end times, this mm-hmm. is the end. Do I need to plant a vegetable garden? Are they going to put a chip in <laughs> right. my hand? You know, I was going off like I an entail. I mean, because really. so those are all things that you you hear about. And I actually yeah. saw that there was an article floating around on Facebook that I saw someone shared about um, a bunch of atheist doctors um, turning to God actually during yeah. this time and I was like that's awesome like it's sad that the fear of maybe dying or the fear of something 
you know, makes you turn to that. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if they're reacting based off of fear, but you know, I mean, th- that may be a low point. And not off, I mean, it's off of fear, but these people who, you know, who become atheists usually were in our shoes. They were Christians. They were Baptists. They went to church and something yeah. happened and they lost their faith and they just fell and they fell hard and they fell in a deep, dark place and I'm I'm not putting this on, on my brother a blast, but I, I mean, I kind of felt like that for him because, I mean, we grew up in church. We're, we're church kids. We've grown up in our whole entire lives in church. But it's kind of like he made this remark about like Christians. And I'm like, dude, that's what we are. Why are you talking about us? Well, I mean, what yeah. you are, but I mean, you don't know if your brother. That's one. But I'm, that's what believes. I'm saying. That's why it's kind of like. I feel like when all these people, like even Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift has come out and said that she used to, she used a Christian and Baptist and stuff like that. But obviously Hollywood has turned her very liberal and she's lost her yeah. way. So it's funny, like all these people that they do stuff like that, it's because they were believers before and yeah. they never, they, they quote unquote were believers, but never had the faith. So now that stuff like this is happening, it's kind of like, well, I, I, you know, I kind of didn't have it, but I kind of understand it now. So it's like they're kind of going yeah. back to their roots. So, but I mean, like you know, the Bible does say every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Yeah. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I really think Christian music needs to start catching up to that because I mean, there's this one I song we sing. I maybe people are just scared to to. Start to be real yeah. well no i mean christian the i'm not, i don't want to i mean i don't know for sure but i would imagine that the christian genre of music would be a really we played it safe for would be a really 30, big shoe years. to fill and to to actually really. make it big and and i don't know what, really. whatever you think success is not but really. to to be successful in the i guess in the christian industry to be honest it's not that hard babe no, I'm 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 generally serious. Um, there's this girl named I forgot her, her name Holly or Holland. I forgot her name. She's like a quote unquote Christian artist. She was on American Idol, even Mandisa. Okay, but and it's but it's not really that hard. But you don't even remember her name. I'm not talking about people like that. It's not hard to make music. No, I'm. But it. It, I'm not saying it's hard. You I'm actually saying make it's it easy make to be it, in that. It's easy it to be as general a Christian. In that art band or artist and be Uh outed as a christian band or artist and actually survive and make it on the top spot or where you would like to be switchfoot has done that but that's what i'm saying has done that it's it's been a a couple it's a handful that's why i'm I'm trying to say people are not i don't i my opinion is people aren't making christian music maybe they want to but maybe they're not making christian music or going that path because it's there's a lot of bands. It's hard to stay up there being a Christian band and people knowing that you're Christian. There's a stigma, you know, obviously. But yeah. Obviously, I mean, you can kind of call so, example to Paramore, really. You know, so it's like, I mean, yeah, you can you can be a Christian artist. You can, I'm sure you can make a couple of thousand or you can be successful in your own eyes or whatever, which... The, the, Easy to say the world is not for us. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, people yeah. people don't necessarily like the fact that oh, you're you know, a lot of people judge like oh, you're Christian. Okay, like not even gonna listen to you. Not you know. Yeah. And then there's those kind of got a bad rap. There's those people out there that don't even know that the band is Christian, 
and like them. And then once they find out the band is Christian, they're like, oh, no. You know what I mean? So it's I'm sure it's hard to to make it in in that industry of genre of music. I mean, that's my opinion. Not when you have your your own people behind you. It's kind of like with country music. So but that's a that's over. But um, like 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 I understand what you're saying, but if you're a Christian band in like the Christian music genre and that's all that you do. It's not really, I mean, there's people every day that's, Toby Mac has probably discovered like 30, 40 people already, and they're probably coming up with their first album soon. It's not really that hard in like Christian music. I mean, every, there's people every day, but I understand when, when you're like Switchfoot or like Paramore, you're a Christians of- in a band, but you, uh, you obviously don't pay Christian music. And when you become famous and you do these tours and you go music it's kind of hard to keep your faith and intact and it's like when people that's find exactly out that's exactly my point i understand that but i'm just saying yeah i agree it's hard i mean that's that's exactly my point people fall off the bandwagon you know and mm-hmm. so that just means you know well for whatever reason you know if, you, if you're not a believer it's just whatever you feel it's I don't know. You were so never really strong in your faith yes. to begin with. So what's your top? What's your artists that you've been listening to lately? Any new artists? Well, you got to go first. I go last. Um, Honestly, Lil Peep, I want to be honest with you again. I just discovered <laughs> him like three weeks ago. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> well, not, not that I just discovered ago. him. No, remember my yeah, story. Yeah, finally, I finally gave him a chance. Yeah, I finally came around. So yeah. Lil Peep, I was like, okay, like... I dig this. This is very emo and very like whatever. Like you were going, that's not, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's this artist that I have been liked on my, um, on my Spotify and I liked a couple of her songs. So I'm like, okay, I like two, three, four, maybe of her songs. Let me go ahead and save the album. And surprisingly, I liked the whole album and a couple of her other songs from different albums that I didn't even know she sang. Uh, but Zara Larson, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of her, uh-huh. but her music, okay, music does she do? it's, I don't know how to explain it. I guess it's pop. I don't know. It's, um, it's pop, but she's, she has like this fierceness. Like she's like this, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. She's, I can't explain it. She's, um, I mean, we can't play it either, but I really don't know how to explain it. She's pop. I would assume she's pop. You're muted, by the way. Um, but I yeah, know. I don't think we can. Zara's I mean, maybe like five seconds. Or I something. think you would like her music, Sam. It's I just she makes, it up, so I'll listen to it when we. She makes me want to be like. I feel like a bad bitch when I listen to her without, like the Beyonce type of yeah. bitch. It's like he doesn't like Beyonce but um, the album the album let me get because I have her on Spotify I ended up saving all of her albums just by listening to a couple of her songs Um, I'm gonna follow her her I'm just joking Um, Zara Larson favorites I don't know ruin my life I don't I don't I don't know the collection I don't, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I, I hardly get on. I mean, I get on Spotify, but I, I usually just shuffle all my songs. So I don't actually wander off. But yeah, those two artists, I mean, I don't really. I'm, I'm that type of person. If, if I haven't heard something in a while, I'll go back and just recycle through 
it because I know I like it. And yeah, not saying I don't like discovering new things. I do, but I get lazy. Like I'm the same way with movies and, and TV. Like mm-hmm. I like to laugh, but I don't really watch comedy movies. You know, like I don't know how to explain it. I'm the same way with music. I get lazy. I don't go venturing off or exploring like I should. Honestly, because I live through other people. Example, the Tiger King. Don't live through oh, Yeah. So, Love. I mean, I really didn't feel like I had to watch it because everyone, you know, plastered it everywhere. Really, the only reason why I watched it, honestly, too, uh, you know, I gave in and watched it with Yuli is the fact that I didn't understand the memes and I was like, why are they being so mean to this lady? Like Carol Baskin, (laughs) Carol Baskin (laughs) killed her husband. And I was like, why is this guy like limping? And why does he have a mullet? These are things I didn't (laughs) understand. And like, why did he have a gun belt? That's just cause he's white trash. I'm sorry. (gasps) but That's true. Okay. Well, that's your opinion, but he's from Dallas anyway. So I don't know. Like, why did he have a gun belt? And, and you know, what's, what's going on? I didn't understand the memes and he finally got frustrated and was like, you know what? We're going to watch it. But that's, those are my two people. You I don't have, have a list. You should have like one more. You just like, I don't have one more. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, well, I listen to the same thing really. Generic. Okay. Let's, let's, let's see your 50 plus list, mister. I don't have a, oh, I do, but it's at home. Anyways, well, come on. So I'm going to just name like four. <laughs> just like four. We're waiting. Anyways, uh, I've been really getting into Brock Hampton. I don't know if you've heard of him, Sam. Uh-uh. No, they're, they're like a like a hip hop group from San Marcos. But I've been digging into each of their members, and most of them are from here, from Houston. Some of them are from the Woodlands. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of one guy's from like London, and like a lot of them, they all kind of like migrated to like San San Marcos, and like that's how they just started the group. And I. They have a documentary on YouTube. I think Vice or somebody did the documentary. And, like, I listened to the music, and it's, like, it's pretty good. It's not really generic hip-hop rap. It's kind of, like, its own twist with, like, a southern twang to it a little bit. But it's pretty good. I've been listening to them. I like some of their music. Um, another band, of course, I've been listening to is Tame Impala. Like, I've been, like full tame impala for like a couple years now so what do you think about tame impala sam i'm interested in knowing your opinion i have never listened to them oh my god and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you guys for a second i will never listen to them so that's all we have for today. Okay. So I'm <laughs> all right guys great great talk um thank you for having me but um <laughs> We can talk about that later, but um, that's gonna be a whole it's, episode. It's just because like a, really. it just, they're just gonna remind me of like people that I went to like high school with, and okay? Because and I just don't, oh, okay. I just think something yeah, so, not related to that. Yeah, I feel that way sometimes when I listen to like certain music from certain bands, and it's like, like yeah, I didn't want to be brought back to two thousand nine. Oh. So okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Tim and Paula, Brockhampton, and um. I got into Emory a little bit. I thought they were pretty good. Another band that I really like is they're they're called Interwave. They're from LA, and they're like a bunch, they're a bunch of Hispanics and some white guy, one kids, and they play like like alter alternative indie music. It's really good. It's like it's very chilled out. It's it's got like that LA vibe to it. 
And it's they're pretty good. I, I enjoy some of their music. Um, they're making popcorn. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, what else is a? I need a snack. One? Who else have I been listening to? Uh, Casey Musgrave. I don't know if you listen to her. You like Casey yeah. Musgrave? Yes, she has good music. Is this the same person that I'm thinking about that you like? That country music artist? She's country, but I'm not sure if it's the same person because there's a lot of persons that sing country. What is country? Exactly. <laughs> I hope it's not the person that I'm thinking of you because probably I think are. her music is annoying. Yeah, you probably do think yeah. her music is annoying. And annoying. whiny. Totally, yep. Okay. Well, she is a Babe, former emo. So. Are you serious? She's a former emo. No, it's not even the music or the lyrics. It's her tone. I don't like her voice. Okay, well, that's you. It's, it's whiny and it's annoying. You know when you hear someone talk or sing or just talk or, or breathe and you don't like their tone? <laughs> or you know voice? when you just look at someone and you just hate their tone? You're just looking at no, them? No, there's just certain people that speak. <laughs> there's just certain people that speak and you're just like, was she the one on American Idol? No. Okay. No. American Idol. Maybe this is a different person. So. Or maybe I'm getting confused, but it's probably her though because I don't like her and I feel like Did she come to the rodeo? Probably her. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, that's her. Yeah. Ew, I am judging in my head hardcore. Like, you're always Ooh. judging me. Hardcore. Anywho. No, for someone that claims to like good music. Uh for, for I being have a different purist. Uh, really? That is not different too. It's and not honestly, even like. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to go here, and you're going to deny it. You probably think she's cute, and that little that gives it a little oomph for you. Why would that give me an oomph? Yeah, you took too I long like to music. answer, and you were very. How was that taking that too response. long? Anywho, I like her music. Uh, another so why band, do you like her music? Because it's good. It's not the typical bro country or. Uh, Country okay. that you hear on the radio, like, uh, what's her name? Um, I'll agree with that. But. She has a very. You generally enjoy the, the sound of her voice. It sounds okay. It kind of reminds me of Dolly Parton. Mm, Dolly Parton can sound kind of whiny times. Her music is good. Okay. But. Oh, Anywho. So. You're losing me here. Another band I've been listening to. They're from. I think they're from like Idaho or something like that. They're called the Aces. It's an all-girl group. They kind of sound like the 1975 a little bit, but um, their music's a little more popular. And they're really, really, really good. They're like a bunch of Hispanic chicks, and their music's really good. I enjoy it. You should check them out. I think you might like them. Who was this again? I'm Tumper. Which one? What was the band you're just recommending right now? Oh, the Aces. Yeah, and then another one. We'll just all have to text each other. Yeah, well, I mean, I can do that. And then, like, another one is Beach Bunny. I like Beach Bunny. Beach Bunny is like this indie. Oh, Beach Bunny. Beach Bunny. Yeah, Beach Bunny. Beach Bunny, Bunny. like the little rabbit bunny. Like the rabbit. Yeah. So uh, they're from (laughs) Chicago, and it's it's a girl lead singer, and of course they guys and stuff like that. But her music is pretty good too. It's Kind of like that indie alternative, and I think you might like it. I think you might really connect to it. Hello. Yeah. No. I. I, I thought you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? It's quiet. Oh no! I was like, I think you might really connect to the music. I think you might really enjoy it. Oh okay. Um. Yeah. Just uh, send me a message so that I can look at um, everything that you guys have been listening to. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'll, I'll totally do that. I'll even. Um, 
I'll post it on our Instagram. I'll, I'll try to see if I can post some of the um, bands that I've been um, we've been talking about and stuff like that. So then our um, follower, my followers and stuff like that, can um, check them out themselves. Because I've done that yeah. recently. I've done it. I think a couple times I've talked about um, a band that Steph knows, a guy he's in the group. Uh, so soon, the truth. I've talked about Beach Bunny. I've talked about Tame Impala, The Strokes, and stuff like that too. And so I kind of put them out there. You know, I, I've seen So Soon the Truth. So, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm listening to. And really, it, I'm kind of all over the place with music. I have this website yeah. that I go to that I literally just download. They give me like full albums. And I, I literally just listen to them, and I enjoy them. I think there's another Christian chick. Um, I forgot her name. Let me look it up on Spotify real quick. Um, Where's that coming up? Uh, her name's Stephanie Gretzinger. Stephanie Gretzinger. Yeah, she's like this like redhead chick, and... She has an album called Forever Amen, and it's kind of like some hymnals and like some like contemporary stuff like that. But it's like a contemporary twist to some like ma- uh, hymnals and stuff like that. So it, it's pretty good. I enjoy her her music too. I want to hear the band that you guys were talking about. What band? The one that Sam loves and the one that you like. Okay, so I just go. Yeah, I'll show you more of that later. But um, yeah. yeah, it. I have to buy their vinyls. I gotta get them. It's not a it's not a want, it's a need. I'm just joking. <laughs> really? I, I I mean, I, I don't know. That's why I'm I'm like I want to hear what you guys are talking about. You might like them. You might find them kind of I don't know, however, because you know, we're, we're both different musically, so Clearly. <sighs> Anyways, um, I mean, but at least I'm open and open to listening to them, you know? I guess, yeah. I wanted to yeah. cover one of their songs for service, but it's kind of like yeah, I need a whole band. <laughs> yeah. You mean, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do, um, of course, Crystal and Amos would have never um, wanted to do it, but anything from that Green album. I wanted to do 139 or Dream. But I think 139, I think I wanted to do that one because it's like based off a song. Yeah. 139. I would think they would be Ooh. totally into it because it's kind of like in her wheelhouse and his wheelhouse too, but... I can see where they're kind of like, nah. No. Becoming so. who we are, and that's the album that it was. Yeah, that's that's like the first, I'm like, man, this is a great album. I was is like, Is that Dang. Humphrey? Yes, he brought a little toy to me. He wants to play. Oh, now he wants to play. <laughs> this little nerd. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I really really enjoyed our time on the show sam i really want to thank you for being a part of the show it's been awesome catching up it hasn't even felt like it's been three hours and it's been about three hours literally oh yeah so um and seriously as soon as like this whole thing kind of like calms down we really have to like hang out again and most definitely we'll have to do another show we'll try to get like another person here too and stuff like that record it live not live but in person. Yeah. Oh, in person. In that person. would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would totally be down to do that. Because, like, right now, I'm in the process of trying to get another mic. some Two more mics and some other pair of headphones so that I can complete my, my thing because I can have up to, like, four headphones. And then, of course, I have my phone connected so it's like I can have five people on my show. 
So I would yeah. like that. That's a group conversation. So, um, yeah, hopefully, like sometime later in the year, we'll we'll talk again. We'll we'll try to do it when they come up another episode, and we'll we'll do it hopefully in person, and you know we'll we'll talk even more and like catch up and stuff like that too. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, but uh, again, like I said, thank you for being on my show. I really appreciate it. Um, where can people follow you? Just in case. Yeah, go ever, ahead. Yeah, where yeah. can people follow oh, you? Um, yeah, well, I, I do appreciate you having me, you guys. Um, thanks for uh, letting me join. But you guys, just, I've never done this. It feels so cheesy. You guys, if anyone is interested in following my Instagram, I don't post a lot, but um, you can follow me at lamphead003 on Instagram. I post a lot of stuff in my story. I don't really post anything in my feed, but Same. if you want to see pictures of a cat <laughs> sleeping on me, that's where it's at. So, lamphead003. You guys heard it. Lamphead. L-A-M-P-H-E-A-D-003. Yeah, and she is based yeah. out of Houston, Texas. H-Town, hold down. Just so, in case anyone yeah. was wondering. And just because I will be giving you a free sticker. Oh, yay. So, I want a free sticker. Well, Hello? Of course you're going to get a free Hi. sticker, duh. But um, you're <laughs> no, actually going to get... Sorry. So I <laughs> ordered some only. stickers and stuff like that. And uh, I ordered two different stickers. I don't know if you've seen them. I have a holographic like star logo one. And then I have my uh, mm-hmm. my logo that my brother actually created. So I made two different sure. stickers, but um, since you've been on the show and you've been a really, really great guest, I had fun. I'm actually going to give you each one. So yay. Wow. I win in your face, Stephanie. <laughs> I mean, she's obviously going to get one too, but I only want um, one, yeah, no, but no. two for the price of zero. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm going to be trying to do merch soon. I've, like I said, I have business cards. Uh, I'm coming up with stickers. Yeah. And you can be like, yeah, I've been on this podcast. Woo! So, <laughs> Sooner or later, I might come up with t-shirts. So I'm gonna add it to my resume. Of course. I mean, I even suggested you should do one. I think you would really be good at doing a podcast too. Oh, um, yeah. So I was talking to my boyfriend, and I was like, "Hey, do some research on some mics. I want to gab with my girlfriend and do like a podcast. That would be so much fun. That would be cute. I mean, totally. I mean, like I um, like I was suggesting on uh, the pre-show, if if you really want to get a good mic. I highly, highly, highly suggest get you an Audio Techna AT2020. It's about a hundred bucks, but it's totally worth it. It's a really good condenser mic, and you sound really crisp and clean and bright, and yeah. it's worth the hundred bucks. We sound pretty crisp on these headphones. Huh. And for somebody that mumbles, I don't mumble. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> So. He takes everything personal. Not everything's about you. Well, because I've heard, I've been told I mumble, but yeah, I mean, like if you're totally interested in doing a podcast, I mean, I might even venture to like help people record their shows too, since I have this this awesome um, setup now that I can record different shows and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that would be so much fun. So, he can like, produce your podcast. Yeah. So I mean, wow. I might I might doing that. So because my brothers have actually been wanting to do a, their own podcast. And I told him I would help him out. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let me know, and like I said, I'll help. I'll help. I got the stuff set up. Just let me know. We can we can get things going and stuff like that later. In the, you know, whenever yeah. you're ready. And if you liked it and you want to do another episode, then you should definitely think about it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Whenever you guys want me back, I'm down. I I like just talking a lot. 
I'll, I, I love mean, talking so we had a lot of topics, and I had I enjoyed myself. Like we laughed, we had fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so, mean, we'll do. We'll have to have wine next time, though. Down. I didn't have any today because I took an ibuprofen. I haven't. You least not really no, drinking this year, but well, that's kind of been broken. Oh. So, well, psych, it's okay, been broken. You've drank a couple of times, but you haven't Bro, really been drinking. Obi like was like, to. Obi said that it's done. He's like, don't do it, and I was like, too bad, too late. Yeah, whatever. Okay, Obi's one to talk. Anyways, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it, Sam, and this was really my first time ever, honestly, being on his show. Like I've been on before, but I never oh. actually had a mic to speak my nice. truth. How did you like it? I liked it. Do you feel I've been like on a you podcast. Need to start your own podcast. To be honest with you, I've been on a podcast before called The Rip, and it was a podcast with me and my brother Zach, and we really enjoyed it, and we feed off of each other yeah, really well. That's right. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it doing doing it back then, and I still enjoy doing it now. And I wish, I wish I can help Yuli out more because I think, I don't know, that's another conversation, but. I think I add yeah. a lot to where he adds a lot to me and vice versa. But I mean, yeah. like this was really good. Like we did really well and I enjoyed our conversations and the topics. We all have different opinions and personalities and whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked it and hopefully I'll be back again. Hopefully with my own mic. You have a yeah. mic. I know, but I'm saying again in the future in case you, you know, want me back, but I don't have a mic. It's someone else that has the mic. We'll Whatever. I enjoyed it. You know, that's we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. As so, soon as we <laughs> yeah. as soon as we get off of this podcast, but I guess. But um like I said again, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um I'm totally gonna have you again. Um and yeah, I mean for sure. I love you. Take care. All right, Sam. Have All a good right, one. You guys, Bye. Good day. night. Guy. Have a good night. You too. Bye. And like I said, guys, this has been Inside the North Side. I really appreciate you listening to this episode, listening to this great gal. Check it out. 